for sure. Yeah. It's a sad thought, but yeah, let us know what you think. <clears throat> hello, hello, everybody. We will uh, give people a couple minutes to head in here. what is going on super excited to be back super happy to be here and uh man honestly i wish that it would have worked out and we would have been able to do our lives you, almost every night while we were gone for that weekend i was thinking like man i really want to jump on especially when all this stuff started coming out so much information about the case came out not directly i'm talking content creator specific so obviously not directly from the courts but like so much information that i was dying i was drooling to comment and talk no. about yeah i drool a lot it happens um and uh my facial hair <laughs> that's exactly what i'm smiling about actually la yeah as i was just thinking about how last time you we we were on you didn't look like that <laughs> no i like I to know. change up a look you know what i mean the, that video <laughs> yes kimmy exactly uh so that video i went you know full biker straight out of uh an outlaw biker club and now i felt like going trucker man you know either trucker or like 1980s L.A. Dodger baseball player. Yeah, the last time I had a power stash, I was 18 at Chain Reaction, which is a, a punk rock venue in California. And I had it. I had been growing it out for like two months. And uh, I did have a mullet at the time. And um, I my power stash had like a little bit of turn up right here, just a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit. And the the band that was playing stopped the show halfway through the song and uh, started commenting on my power stash. What they say? They were like that that mustache right there, that power stash right there deserves respect. Everyone, get quiet. And, and we need to take time to appreciate that power stash because I was in the pit or whatever. And uh, it was really funny. It was super funny. <laughs> and then they invited us to the back. They weren't a big band or anything. Um, I I think it was Senses Fail. Um, I don't even know if Senses Fail was leading, but I think it was Senses Fail. And who was the lead? There were some old school punk bands too, like, uh, gosh, who are the guy with the dreads? I'm drawing a blank right now. Man, they're an East Coast band and they all have dreads. They're older black dudes. 
and uh gosh and they almost have like a hip-hop vibe to reggaeton type vibe to their 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 punk rock but um but yeah it was awesome <laughs> no no it it wasn't them but i i've seen them quite a bit la um I, I've gone to more warp tours than I can count. And the warp tour like a decade ago is it, they had all punk bands there, everything there. So I would always go to the Los Angeles one and then I and then they moved it to San Diego, L.A. Uh, where was the next one? I think I don't remember. But. Somebody asked what your punk rock faves are favorites. Oh, man there's too there's too much like emotional involvement with that like punk got me through a lot of stuff so it's really hard to say like who my faves are um i mean afi pre-sing uh sing the sorrow whatever uh like when they were still up in east bay um rancid um strung out which is more local um operation ivy uh i've gone through every single type of category of punk rock everything from casualties which is like gutter punk to west coast reggaeton sublime type stuff um everything everything so i don't know i don't think i can put I don't think I could say, like, this is my fave. I have favorite local bands. I have favorite national bands. I have favorite global bands. I have favorite gutter punk bands. I have favorite emo punk bands. I have favorite mainstream punk bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sublime. Uh, I've I've met them quite a bit. They They've stayed true to their roots, and they still live on the beach in, in Costa Mesa. Um, yeah cool yeah i yeah. love blink 182 <laughs> oh i absolutely do i'm yeah. not i'm not like a punk rock fascist or anything like that i like everything literally everything yeah. so hootie and the blowfish yeah dude <laughs> hootie and the blowfish is great yeah absolutely and i love 80s music like obsessed i'm more likely to throw on like 80s or 90s music right now than i am anything newer age, oh yeah. honestly me too 100 percent. me too for sure um yeah i don't know why my hair is such a point of contention for some people where they're like why does your hair look so light sometimes and then so dark other times i'm like <laughs> it's the lighting i it guess is the lighting we have more and, lighting on the like, normal right now so, so i had like these highlights like basically like a, a balayage done a, quite it was a long time ago at this point it's it's grown out to like here now but my hair was way lighter a few months ago just because of that but yeah it's all growing out but uh i miss grunge too yeah, I, oh, I love who Depeche. doesn't like Depeche. Depeche mode. mode is one of my all-time faves. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, Depeche Mode. I another like that everybody likes Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know anyone who doesn't not like Smashing Pumpkins. Um, who else? There's so many. But anyways, we'll get into the show. Hello, 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 and welcome, everybody. We have been 
out of it for what almost a week i think the last stream we did was last mondays so um yeah we had no lives for a week unfortunately and we wanted to and the plan was to do them the plan was to record the podcast like normal the plan was to do lives like normal except for thursday um and uh and i forgot a piece, a single piece. This piece right here did a thing. Yes, Riddler. Ted Nugget, ACDC, Leonard Skinner. I love Leonard Skinner. The we, old the old school. We forgot this one little piece right here what? that did us in. So uh we couldn't do live streams because the it wouldn't connect to the phone camera. Um, and you can't buy this piece. So this baby piece did us in like that. <laughs> um, but anyways, we are super happy to be back. There is so much to talk about. Everything from new 4chan details uh, and content creators that have come out with that. We're going we're gonna to be very careful talking about some of these topics because we do have videos coming out talking about some of these topics in certain areas. So um, we're going to do our best to talk about them while keeping some of those videos details out of it like uh i did do a response to a couple of the uh the other creators videos because we had multiple people comment in our videos and say hey i i want you to give us a rundown about this topic we i want you to watch this video around cell phones and wireless let me know what you think we did that we you guys should know hopefully we are proactive with our community and think it's really important to um to take all of your input you know yeah. i i don't like to look at us as thought riot podcast i like to look at us as thought riot podcast you know we are all thought riot podcast and most of the stuff that i learn comes from you guys most of the questions most of the content and i appreciate it you guys have been better teachers to me than any teacher my whole life honestly and um so we have some of those videos coming out some response videos some updates around cell phone gps and um the what's it called i'm drawing a blank right now the uh the navigation the uh the health app and I don't know. I forget the name of it now, too. Yeah, I forget the name of it's it. It's the little thing that records your movements. It does. Yeah. The accelerometer. So yeah. uh, the GPS accelerometer, we listened to you guys and we did a video on that. So it will be coming out either this week or early next week. Um, and then we will dig into that. Um, we haven't been able to be on since Andrea Burkhart did the podcast and video with Sidebar Podcast. So we want to talk about that and, and how she did in, in that video. Um, what's his name again? Jesse, Jesse Weber. Weber. Yep, that's it. Okay. And how she did with Jesse Weber. We want to talk about Crime Circus, Circus's new video that he just put out today. Um, and then talk about parallel construction and the video that we just watched, because even when we, we recorded it, you were like, man, I wish we would have done better explaining it and going through some of the details because it's so confusing. It is such a confusing topic to understand that our justice system 
is building a case not around the actual factual timeline, but making it appear as part of the timeline to get to the same conclusion. It's it's a super confusing idea. So we'll get into all of that tonight. And we are super excited to be here and back with all of you guys. Um, so welcome everybody to the True Crime Talk Show brought to you by Thought Right Podcast and my name is Brendan and I am Malia and I've missed you guys. I've missed all of you guys. It's so great to see all of you in the chat. Um, and, you know, for time's sake, I won't go through every single comic. We've been on here for like over 10 minutes now. So there's a lot, but just hi to every one of you. You know who you are. Um, and I hope you guys all had a great holiday uh, or at least just a good day off of work, hopefully. Um, and yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <clears throat> we will. Well, we're super stoked to have you, Joseph. Um, I feel like we've you've you've been in here before. Um, He's a member. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, maybe you just found it popped up today or, or tonight. Maybe that's what you mean. I don't know. Oh, um, no, you still have COVID, Kimmy. Ugh. All right, so let's get into Crime Circus's video first. Uh, he did not post it on his Crime Circus cult channel. He did post it on um, this channel, his, his main channel, his 300K channel. And I found this video super interesting. Sometimes it's like any creator i'm sure it's like us you know we have videos that have over a hundred thousand views and for whatever reason they just hit you know everyone was just waiting for this content to come out at just the right time and it just hits and sometimes he has things that don't land as much well uh again like any creator this video in my opinion hit and it hit hard the details in here are crazy because I feel like he did a better job explaining uh, some of the details of concerns he brought up in the past. So do you remember that part of one of his videos where it shows them walking down the road and he was like, what is going on with her legs? And uh, I think I commented on, I wonder if he's talking about my comment about the video. That'd be super funny. Um, but uh, I commented like, that's not weird. I could do that with my legs as a soccer player when I'm walking. You know what I mean? Like kick them back and sideways, whatever. Well, I didn't understand he was coming at it from uh, the approach that it is fabricated like AI type. Not see, I was assuming he was talking about that video. Like, is that a real person? You know what I mean? Like how tin hat. I went in my head was not where drip drop was going and drip drop was talking about the possibility of that video being fake artificially created because then he shows later that one person walked by and the background image didn't disappear like it should. It went through their head. Yeah. So uh, my mind was blown, had no idea that's what he was talking about originally, but it helped me out a ton because, yes, that whole video is suspect now because that can't happen. Can we play that part? 
Yeah. Just I, that short part where it goes through their head. Well, I, I'll make a comment because we love Drip Drop the same as we love all content creators yes. out there. Respect everybody. Appreciate everybody. I will not. I refuse to take anybody's content and show it on here. Uh, make sure you guys, if you have not watched it, Make sure you go watch it. He deserves your views here. So give me one new investigative. Part. Yeah, we'll just take a very small part, you know, just so people know what we're talking about. Right. So I, I have, I, I noticed that drip drops editing style. He's included some additional pop-ups with text and stuff like yeah, that. He's upping his game and I'm, I'm loving it. I am too. I'm, I'm hoping he got ideas from us because that would be awesome. And what's up, Drip Drop? You know, I think Drip Drop is a really nice, respect, respectful creator. And uh, I love all the new stuff that he's putting into it. So it's really it's a lot of food for thought, you know, um, it is really what it is. Uh, just looking into things that other people don't see, you know, yeah. at face value, looking deeper at like. Because he'll take a picture, you know, um, that we've all seen a million times yes. and then look at it in a new way or notice a new detail. And I I find that super interesting. Um, also, the tunnels. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. It's super weird. I mean, I, I think there is that something room. there with the tunnels. I, I think that. Remember when we were talking about it last time, a bunch of people in the chat were like, yeah, I have a tunnel at my house. Yeah. And I was like, how many people but, just have tunnels? Well, let me clarify, <laughs> because I I don't go as Tin Hat here, because I feel like Tin Hat ideas have some sort of concrete tie into yeah. reality. And, and reality lands somewhere in the middle of the narrative that uh, the the mainstream ideas and news sources are pushing versus like tin hat theory. So it usually lands somewhere in the middle. And I'm always trying to find that sweet spot and find that middle area. Um, so I think that drip drop brings up these questions and ideas that that highlight those tin hat topics and then works them backwards to find where it's at tied into reality. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like he he's brought up this video before without giving details of why he felt like it's weird questionable, yeah. you know, and then brings it back around here and and shows. So um that right there. Wait, go play it again. Yep. If you look, there there's I oh, think the, I think those are called ribbons. Up. So what are ribbons when the film like if someone's using a video that's already there and making edits, I it causes some like flickering almost. So if you look where the knees are like, do you see this bend right here? Yeah. Do you see that? Yeah, that that's something there that shouldn't be there. And I think it's because of the editing. I you guys I can edit. But I am not, that's not my expertise. So if you guys are editors out there and I'm hacking this, leave it in the comments. Say, Brendan, you have no idea what you're talking about. This is what it's called, you know, because I'm not an editor by profession. So look. See, I thought that that they were just walking, joking, messing around. You know what I mean? Kicking their legs up. But watch the line that that's right above the legs. 
line, line, line. Oh, Do you see it? Yeah. 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 So make sure you guys go watch his video. We love Drip Drop um, and, and brings up tons of good questions and ideas. And hopefully, even though we're much smaller than he is, uh, we help bring some kind of new foot traffic over to him, you know? Yeah. I just want to see the part where it goes through her head. Okay. Sure. Oh, oh, did you see it? Oh, oh, Did you that see it? was weird. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that didn't look right. Because when I was, a lot of times when watch. I watch videos, I'm doing other things. Oh. Yep. So I don't like, I it's don't. It's still there. I, I looked at it, but I was like, ah, I don't really know what's going on here. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> so there's some kind of editing being done. Yeah, something. there's something, something there's something weird there. She like disappears. Well, the and then comes just, back. Yeah, it's like she goes invisible. So this is an incredible find. I'm I'm super glad he posted this because look at that. It's still there. That's weird. Yeah, it's super, super, super strange. And so, uh, do you think it, there's a possibility that mainstream media faked this video? No, 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 no. I I think that there's something more realistic at play here. I think that the the internet is full of trolls, and um, you know, there's software out there that can very easily implant something into uh yes uh it's very easy to implant somebody something into a video and the software is already written and created so it's almost like a drag and drop you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so i think that people create these videos to stir up stuff so for those of you watching i i don't want to go po political here but Russian troll farms are real, 100%, not, e not even a sliver of a doubt. They are a real thing, and Russian troll farms come out here and cause issues, okay? And I'm sure it's not just Russia. We tend to always tag Russia into these troll farms. But if another country that doesn't appreciate us and and who we are and think that we're a problem the best way to wreak havoc for that country is to cause social havoc you know what i mean right absolutely so, um these things are real 100 without a doubt and and i know that politicians throw them around and they get used as like fodder and all this other stuff but these people probably come out here to create you know, issues in the true crime community, in other communities, in whatever that that are huge impacts to society to just create problems. I don't think there has to be a reason. I don't think that it has to be a tin hat theory that actually has anything to do with the Idaho four case. It could be people just trying to stir the pot. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And. I think it happens a lot. And then you have these news stories that will get emailed this video and they want the views, the, the troll 
wants people to see it. So the troll sends it to the news media. The news media does not verify it. Everybody, whether you enjoy mainstream media news or not, you can't deny that they don't verify things. They just don't. They want to be the first to run it. They want to have the most views because normally the first person to run it uh, gets the most views. So they'll just put it out there. They'll just put it on blast, you know, before they're told no, before they're told don't, before somebody from the government comes in and tries to stop them. They just put it out there. Yep. And then this is what happens. Our society gets it and sees it and thinks that it's out there for a reason. And it's probably not. It's probably just out there to stir the pot. You know what I mean? I think you're right. I think you're on to something there for sure. Um, you know, what we're looking at in that video, like you said, with her legs, it's not really about her legs, really. It's it's more about the, the editing. It's the abnormalities around it. it yeah. It's not specifically the legs. Um, yes. Which obviously it looks odd. It looks odd. That's just what stands out to you at first. But like you were saying, the lines across her legs is what's weird. And then her basically going invisible and a pole going through her head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Artifacts. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. So I, I know Mike hopped on the premiere late, I think, but we gave you a shout out for the parallel construction idea in the beginning. Um, and we will get into the parallel construction. We would we wanted to talk on the true crime community at first in general. So we uh, we started with the drip drop video, but um, he had so many good things in this video. I mean, that updated picture with the the bookshelf that yeah. we analyzed. Go to the picture. Um, so. Kimmy actually just sent me something about that on Discord. Curious if you think that's what it, this is what it is. What? Go to, go to the picture first. I am. I am. Okay. Hang on. I don't want to give away all of his stuff, but no, no. Yeah. So the that bookshelf right there. Um, the weird thing that has been noticed is that little. Thing that he's saying oh, does that almost look like a latch you know what i mean like yeah. right there um kimmy said as a kid she had one of those in her closet and it was an old doorbell transformer and it looks like the it looks similar it looks super similar the only thing the only thing that i have a problem with is this room is part what what's the add-on on the house is it the lowest level or the upper level with the porches i think it's the upper level okay okay hmm. but i may be wrong i i know one of you has the answer to that people i've heard i've seen you guys in the comments it's who have be. who have um looked into it yourselves uh because you guys have had some great information on that yeah but um i i think there used to be a garage there okay. and the upper half is the add-on okay okay hmm. that makes sense okay so 
then this could be that, and it could go to a tunnel that is underneath. Uh, now, I don't know if there's any way to know. I will say, though, that this really looks like wires at the bottom. Yeah, which the doorbell transformer has wires. Yep, yep. And I will tell you that where there's doors, okay, there are cracks. There are no way around that there aren't cracks, okay? So let, let's just go through the possibilities because I'm obsessed with secret places like hiding spots. You know, when I was younger, I we we didn't have a basement, but the house I grew up in had a concrete foundation. And I went in my closet and pulled up the carpet and chipped out, took a, a sledgehammer and broke out some of the concrete slab so I could have a hiding spot. So I dug the dirt out and the concrete slab and I, I'm, I was so dumb. I could have hit anything. You guys like there's anything under there, pipes, uh, electricity, whatever, you know, but I did it and I knocked that out, dug a bunch of dirt out. And that's where I had my hidden stuff in there. Um, and then, you know, put the concrete back on top, the, the biggest pieces back on top. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know. Whoa. Oh, what's going on? Crime circus in the house. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> hey, drip drop. It's good to see you. Yeah, are you uh, mentioning his um, chipping away the foundation of his family home as a child? Yeah. Because that's definitely a WTF moment. Yeah, yeah, it what is. What were you doing? It is, it is, I know. I, I needed horrible. a good hiding spot, you so know? You, so you just break the foundation, the concrete foundation I of did. your house. <laughs> I did, yeah. And there could be anything under there, you know, anything. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I don't know if you just hopped on Drip Drop, but we gave you a huge shout out on this video. I It's one of my favorites that you've done. Just explaining some of these big issues and question marks were so eye-opening to me. So we're trying to explain some of those details for uh, some of our viewers. So, you know, hopefully they go over there and check out the video and, and check it out for themselves and everything. But uh, so... My question with this is, are these wires underneath here and where are possible cracks? You know what I mean? I. By the way, love the candles in the new editing drip drop. Yeah, it's great. We need the picture. Looks fantastic. There we go. OK, Um, is where are the cracks? So I had a couple questions, okay? Because if you look over here on this part, now they can see my mouse. You couldn't see it at first. There are no cracks here, right? But there are cracks here, and there are cracks here. Which is odd. That yes. is odd, because there's not one here. Yeah. And there's not one here. Mm-hmm. So does just this piece come out somehow? Could it be the wall, like, because, you know, houses settle. Oh, the wall go in, like. Well, I wasn't talking about a tunnel. I was saying, like, could it be the house just settling and shifting away from the cabinet? Or is it really that weird of an anomaly that there's a gap yeah. here and not over there? 
No, it's that weird. It is that weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's that weird. It is that weird. I mean, look, this house wasn't built with quality. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> Clearly not. Yeah. The there's some big issues here. And if you look at the floor too, there's some significant gaps here. And 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 here's my other question too, where I would need a closer video, but to me, this cut right here, can they still see my mouse? Yeah. This cut right here looks like a 45, okay? When you're doing base work, your corners are supposed to be cut at 45s. This does not look like a 45. It's like a straight angle. up and down, right? Yeah, it's like a straight up and down. Like blunt cut. Yeah, yeah. Plus, there's a bigger gap here than there is here. Um, I think there's a, a, a real possibility there could be a tunnel. Now, the big question comes to, though, does it matter for the case? Right. You know, even if there is a tunnel, even if we can get confirmation, does it change anything in the case? Can that tunnel be checked for evidence? Why couldn't it? No, I, I'm just posing the question, you know. If there was a tunnel, how likely is it that that tunnel was actually used in this situation? Well, it would depend on if the roommates or people they knew used it. You know what I mean? Because we could go full tin hat here where we could come up with this whole theory that there's some kind of, you know, every five years the fraternity makes a human sacrifice and they travel through the tunnel of whoever's living in this home. And I thought you were going to say they travel through, through time. Okay, you could just add that on there, I guess. I thought we were going full tin hat. <laughs> okay, well, a, a fraternity <laughs> traveling through tunnels <laughs> to do human sacrifices in this one house every five or say it's 20 years, I don't know, yeah. um, is, is pretty tin hat. No, but absolutely. still, okay, I don't know if you've looked at the human sacrifices before, but it has happened and happens. Oh, by, absolutely. By secret organizations. Of course. It happens. Do you so, not know how many but people we're I've talking, eaten? We're talking about a college I'm Totally kidding. College fraternity here. Um, so don't know how plausible that is. Uh, but it would be interesting to find out that, like, oh, they knew about these tunnels and they went in them, like, you know, for funsies or to maybe it, it came out at like near one of their favorite restaurants or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Or they hid stuff in there. You know what I mean? Like, because if I had a tunnel connected to my house, I'm going to use it. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe. I would be Unless really it was like a really nasty, scary tunnel. I would be really sketched out by that. I would forever feel not safe. So would I. Having a tunnel connected to my house. I would block it off. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> so here's something I intentionally left off while we're talking about but this. But could you not go in it? Could you not go in the tunnel? Of or course I would go in it. Yes, of course. Absolutely. Okay, so 
I don't know. There's no way that we can tell for sure, 100% certainty, whether this is a door that opens. This back piece right here could push in. Yeah. So if we're on the outside here and you open this latch, whatever that latch is right there, this whole wall could push in, right? Now. It's not very secret of a latch. Just saying. I mean, yeah, that's where you hang shirts. No one would see that. It's just pretty big. It so, does kind of look like the doorbell transformer Kimmy was talking about. But I would need to zoom in a little bit. I mean, it could, but so does this. What? This could be a doorbell. No, the transformer. Yeah, I, I get it. But my question is, why would the doorbell transformer be on that wall? Because that's like up against the earth. You know what I mean? Like it's and it's on the opposite wall to the door. Yeah. The front door. Th this isn't uh this isn't anyone's room. And we're we're kind of paying it we're paying attention to the comments as we're going through it the best we can. Um here, you should be able to see my mouse here. It right on the latch. It shows it on screen for us. Yep. Yep. Okay. So going back to what I was just saying. It's is, tiny. Is we're missing the one thing here in this point, right? Okay. So, okay. All of those things we just said, all of those joking theories, all of the real possible theories, any of that, it doesn't account for the fact that Drip Drop said this picture cannot be found anywhere online. No, I couldn't find it. I, I tried. Agreed. I, I tried too. I tried really hard. So why <laughs> is this picture scrubbed? Why are all of the pictures of the home now scrubbed? Why are the 3D walkthroughs taken down? Why is it blurred out from Google? I mean, you can't even go on Google Street View and see the home anymore. It's completely blurred out. You can't even go down that street, really. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and Drip Drop said he was only able to find it on one real estate website, which is insane. Because I hmm. I myself have probably been on thirty of them. You know, I don't know about thirty, but a lot. That was a, a lot. Uh, you probably went to like five. <laughs> yeah, probably, but it felt like thirty. All right. Yeah. So because um, I know you didn't have that much time <laughs> since watching the video. No, I just mean in general, the whole time we've been looking into this case. You sent the tour to me, Kimmy. I, I have seen other um, 3D walkthroughs that are kind of reminiscent of the old one, but I haven't found like the walkthrough that we used before yep. where you could you fully control it. You can't. Um, you can see pictures that are like 360s. But you, there used to be one that was like a 3D rendering where you could basically walk through the home, yeah, and control it completely. Um, you know, go anywhere you want, essentially. Um, that doesn't exist anymore, uh, unfortunately. Yep. And it really bothers me. I can't go on Google Maps and look at the house. Yeah, like so that is so ri ridiculous. It's 
the only thing that's left of that one, that 3D image, that was incredible. It was super helpful. It helped so many people understand like where that walk would have took place and really get into the person's head that was in that house, you know, whether it's Brian or not. Um, but they took that down and they only have still images now, which is not the same. It's not. No, it's not the same. Um, so that doesn't explain why you can't find this so do you think that's plausible that they have and it's a it's a good comment because that's what we're being told you know the reasons for all of this the gag order the secrecy it's to prevent tainting of the jury pool so these topics are could be brought up that would be <laughs> insane it would be that would be insane if, like, the prosecution is already on this. Wouldn't that be funny if the prosecution and the defense go in there and start name-dropping YouTubers? It would be like insane. Like, we saw on Thought Riot Podcast, we saw Crime Circus. It would, it would be crazy, <laughs> but it would be really insane if we're all focusing on the car, the Linda Lane footage, all this stuff, and the state comes in and says, look, we have video evidence of Brian Koberger walking through this underground tunnel and coming out right here that would be wild <laughs> i know i know i know it what it if, would be insane but what if what if brian koberger was that smart or any killer that they looked into the tunnels found out say it doesn't even go to the home say it only is goes to that street behind the home and that is how they got there they parked somewhere far away. Isn't that the most the smartest thing to do is is park your car somewhere and then you can't be seen by anybody going to the home and leaving. Yeah, I mean, I that... mean, clearly they claim they have video of him driving around and then speeding off and everything. I just find it interesting. There's video and you've pointed this out before. There's video supposedly of the girls getting home that night, but no video of Brian like going in the home according to the pca and what we know so far they could have it but if they did have that oh my gosh like that is hard-hitting evidence why wasn't that ever mentioned yeah yeah i i agree with you i agree with you and again i think crime circus drip drop did an incredible video here you guys gotta watch it i know it's attached to the description of this video here um, is there anything else that you wanted to point out from that? Because I don't want to go through his whole video. No, but. no, we're not going to. The only other thing is Dylan partying. Um, oh, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple people have already said that, too. Yeah. So, How do you feel about that? So I don't have an issue with her partying. That's that's not my issue. She's a human being. Um, I know at her age, I was doing a lot, a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. I was doing a lot. Yeah. Um. And it, it, her just out drinking and having a good time. That's not what bothers me. Um. It's really it, that it's in itself doesn't bother me. Like she's a human being and she should be allowed to have a good time without being criticized for it. Um. I don't think it. I don't think it matters. Yeah. But it's interesting seeing her just randomly pop up like that out of nowhere and and it is also interesting the fact that we're hearing all these articles basically saying dylan that's is it. is yep. devastated yeah she has survivor's guilt she's 
devastated. She is a shut in, stuck in her home, does not go out. Only communications are with people oh, you know on what? online gaming platforms. And and she's essentially a hermit. She's like agoraphobic, can't leave her home, you know, kind of devastated. Yeah. But then you see her here and she don't look so devastated to me. You know, I've had periods of time in my life where I was devastated and I could go out to a club, but I wasn't like that. I couldn't yeah. be all upbeat like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the only interesting thing I'll, I will point out. And it's not against her specifically. It's we have to look at behaviors. Uh, you know, behaviors are always what. That's what matters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hear you. So what I is agree. that? So so what does that mean? Does that mean that all these people coming out saying she's devastated? Are they trying to guilt treat trip people to just leave her alone? That that is my question there. So for those of you watching, Crime Circus attaches that video that we're talking about at the end of his video. Go so watch if you haven't seen video. it, yeah, make sure you go watch it. But um, my big question is: could this be taken as an FU to law enforcement? You have law enforcement, the state, uh, all these people coming out and making it seem like she's some fragile broken girl that doesn't know if she can show up for court doesn't know if she can do this you know what i mean that's the perception that's being talked about here and you have mainstream media who's coming out and saying that um they everybody needs to leave her alone everyone needs to stop victim blaming just simply talking about them means you're blaming them or you're you're attacking them but then you have her who drops a video like this and this is in my opinion a big middle finger to everything everybody's saying that has to do with this in my opinion so could there be an ulterior motive here could it be different than what we're thinking could it be dylan wants to talk and the state and or police see her eyewitness testimony as an issue for their lack of experience in their investigation going back to here let let me show the the read technique video if you guys have not seen this video it is incredible it was so eye eye-opening for me and like this goes into what I was saying earlier when you know, we first started the show tonight. I have learned more since becoming a content creator because of our viewers and because because of other great creators like Drip Drop, Crime Circus, where, you know, I, I even you guys watching, I don't think you should take what we say as fact ever. It should just be a carrot dangling for you to to want to learn more and dig into your own research and find out more about it and, and really dig into each topic. But um, with this case here or with this video here, the interrogation room, it, it talks about the read technique and how unreliable the read technique is. We also gave proof in there that the read technique is being trained on and utilized in Idaho. Mm -hmm. So 
with the read technique and getting Dylan in a room, were they able to drive the, the narrative and story they want to a point where having her come back in court is actually a problem for the state? And the state and the prosecution is making it look like she shouldn't come because the defense is going to rip them apart. When in reality, she shouldn't come because she is going to cause issues for the state's narrative. Yeah. She's going to be the unraveling of their own case. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a possibility um, because I think the parallel parallel construction idea that Mike Applegate suggested I look into, I think that it it's I think it's what happened here, to be honest, yeah. regardless of guilt or innocence. Oh, I believe 100 percent. That's what's going on here is that they found Brian Koberger through means they don't want us to know about. They Absolutely. don't want to bring that evidence to trial, which I think we all know is probably the IgG. Um, it's probably the DNA, uh, hence why they want to use the DNA. Okay, they are going to use the DNA, but not the IgG. Um, they're going to use the buccal swab compared to the STR they found from the knife sheath. Um, but they're leaving out such a huge chunk of that process and how they got to that point. Uh, and, you know, I know Mike said there's legal precedents for this already set for it being legal, but it seems extremely dishonest, not transparent. I don't like it. And oh, it's so dishonest. I, it's like the read technique. Yes, it's standard. That's what cops doesn't use. Make it right. But it doesn't make it OK. It doesn't make it honest. It, it doesn't make it ethical no yeah. no absolutely and, not and that's a problem because yeah. going back to the reason why we care about talking on these topics is because we care about the justice system is because we are pro-police and we have much higher expectations of our law enforcement than clearly our law enforcement has of themselves you know what i mean and the only way to correct these things is for us to put a spotlight on them, talk about them, and work to fix them. Ian said, what bet did you lose? <laughs> what, my facial hair? Bro, <laughs> I was going for 1980s LA Dodgers, right? Yeah, exactly, Mike. That's exactly right. And I, I don't like it at I, all. Absolutely. Um, it was a good it was a good thing to request us to look into. I really appreciate the suggestion. It blew um, me away. I didn't but, know anything about it till you said so. So till yeah. you brought up that topic. Yeah. I mean, I Googled it right away when he mentioned it. I just didn't look into it that far uh, until, you know, I decided to cover it as a topic because it was really interesting once I started reading on it. Um, but. I, Kimmy said uh, just a little bit ago, um, I, I didn't get to mention it right when you when you brought it up, Kimmy, that her gaming, uh, you know, Dylan gaming hasn't been confirmed like we haven't we don't have a source that's confirmed to have known her. But but it was in the while Idaho slept book. Uh, so that author interviewed her father and he said that. Her father said that. So gaming to him could be her behind a closed door on a computer. 
I don't know. And we don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it could be anything. Then. Yeah. It might not be gaming. I mean, why would he call it gaming, though, if if it's not? Uh, lack of knowledge because he didn't know. Yeah. So what? She's like on something like Omegle and he thinks that's gaming? I have no <laughs> idea what she could be on. I'm just saying that, you know, it could be anything, I think. I, I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything. Maybe the party's a bunch of gaming buddies that met up. I mean, I think so. You know, another thing that's interesting is people say that we haven't seen Dylan at all since like, you know, the beginning of this. But I saw I think it was TMZ that was taking pictures outside of her family house of her like a while a little while back, like earlier this year. Yeah, uh, I saw pictures of her outside the family home and they were like stalking her from the street taking pictures of her yeah when she was going on that run i don't know if it was a run i think she got starbucks or something yeah yeah it's strange it's weird and i mean everybody's a gamer now it's the new generation literally everybody's a gamer now like back when i was a kid it was like only for boys you know what i mean and i was weird for liking games you know what i mean and mm. now everybody is it's yeah. like very very normal for the new generation so i think it's possible that she is gaming i just don't buy that she's a shut-in you know what i mean oh i love animal crossing but i don't buy that she's a shut-in yeah and i no, didn't, i agree with you i didn't buy that from the beginning um and i, it I just, mean she's not a shut-in she no because she's we we have been given, well, again, this is a verbal statement. This is not confirmation of her ex-stepmom or whatever uh, that lives in California that she has um, transferred to a different college, and she yeah. wouldn't say what college. So she's not a shut-in. She is not shutting down her whole life. She's taking the proper steps to move somewhere else to have some kind of fresh restart. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and it, it contradicts what her father said. That that's what's weird is you have multiple people who are like mother, father, uh, claiming things that are contradictory. Like the father essentially said she's stuck inside all the time, getting help from some religious organization, um, and she just plays and games strange. and doesn't go outside. And then yep. you have the mom saying, Well, she switched colleges. And, you know, she is just wants to be left alone and she's getting help. Yeah, that's that's basically it. But you're right. So we have this video of her partying. We know she switched colleges like everything that we're seeing that is factual and not just word of mouth shows that she's not a shut in. Uh, I agree. So with you. are they just virtue signaling saying leave her alone? She's having a really hard time, which she I'm sure she is having a really hard time. Who would not be? Uh, maybe it's maybe it's this. Maybe she wants to appear like she's having a harder time than she actually is because it's what's expected of her. Like, if you are not destroyed by this, then there's something wrong with you. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, when I was a teenager, you know, and I had, like, a family member die, I, I remember feeling like me not 
because I couldn't cry. Okay. I could not cry. I couldn't like, I, I don't know. It, it was just my. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. Yep. And my process, it didn't hit me till a whole year later on the anniversary that it, then I actually cried about it. Yeah. Uh, but that entire year, I was completely numb to it. Completely yep. didn't feel anything, but I would kind of pretend to because I felt like it was expected of me and people would be offended if I was not more upset than yeah. I actually was. Hmm. And it's not that I wasn't upset or didn't care. It's just like I wasn't allowing myself to feel it subconsciously. I yeah. I, I was like shielding myself from it. You yeah, know what I no, mean? I. I get it. I understand that. I I just don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of possibilities. Mainstream media, people like us. There's all these people out there that are putting these feelings onto her when we have no idea. None. We don't. Zero. You know, there are people out there, and maybe I'm one of them. I don't know. I've never been in a situation like that. But if you believe so intently that, like, when someone passes, uh, they aren't dead, right? They're they're uh, their the spirit moved yep. on, and you are a hundred percent going to see him again. Those people look at death very differently than somebody who looks at it as being final. So she might not be going through this really hard time. We don't know. She might have. PTSD from this and the fear of being one of the two people in a house of six that are left alive. We don't know. She, you know what I mean? We're, we're all myself included putting these feelings on her when we have no idea, none, zero zip. Yeah, we don't know. Um, but you know, I actually don't see partying. Like I feel like a lot of other people see it. If she was out partying nonstop after the murders, I would see that as like a coping thing. Like she is having a super hard time. She's out partying to numb her pain. Uh, not me. I don't think there's anything wrong with partying. Nothing. I'm not saying I there's anything it, wrong with it. But if I mean, she got that, sloppy and was all negative. over the place partying, then I feel okay, like. Yeah, but that's different. So partying is different than getting sloppy, uncontrollably drunk to where you're putting I yourself at the, risk. I said all the time for a reason. I don't mean just going out to parties occasionally and having a good time. I mean, like. I don't care if it's every night. She's in college. Yeah, I, I know. But I think that like I've seen people say online, OK, to give more context, like, oh, she's out partying, you know, right after the murders. I, you know, and talking about. You know, they're partying it up over there. I don't necessarily think that means that they're not having a hard time. There's it's I don't care. Like for me, it doesn't matter that she's partying. That's not important. It's is she living dangerously? Is she putting her health at risk? Is she taking risks that are putting her in jeopardy of being harmed? You could party every night. And be one of those people that just love being around people and only have three, four, five drinks a night. And cool, great, you know, do your thing. If that's what you want to do, more power to you. And I'm glad that you want to do it. Then you could have people that party every night and will go out of their way to find someone they don't know, go with them home, putting themselves in a complete 
completely risky situation by not taking their car, by not letting people know where they're going, by not, you know what I mean? There's a very big difference between uh, living risky, putting yourself at risk. Self-destructive behaviors. Yeah, self-destructive, risky behaviors, or somebody that's doing it responsibly, you know? Somebody that goes out and has multiple drinks to where you're feeling buzzed every minute every night whatever but you're not putting your life at risk yeah and i see what you're saying and if if you don't okay if you don't understand like what i mean by partying to numb it then you just don't understand addiction and that that's really what i mean ultimately because so you're talking about risky dope like yeah. getting getting not down using dope. dope and not necessarily dope it could be just alcohol you can you know yeah, be so risky and risky. reckless yeah just risky and reckless out there partying all the time i i would see that as not an indicator of she doesn't care but that she is having a hard time dealing with it all her mental health is not good yeah, as opposed I, to saying she doesn't care I don't think I would. That doesn't indicate it to me. It, it's all based off someone's decisions and, yeah, and how they're putting I, themselves in harm's way or not. I feel like, me. are you taking it as I'm saying that, I mean, what are you taking that as? Because I feel like you're not taking it the way I mean it. Well, you just keep using the vague term of partying every night. I, I think partying every night's fine. My concern is whether you're putting your life in the hands of other people and at risk. I don't care if someone parties every night. An addict, you don't become an addict or alcoholic because you party every night. You become an addict or alcoholic because you don't have coping mechanisms. You have trauma. You have issues in your life, and you don't know any other way to cope with that. That tends to turn into... um risky behaviors putting your life at risk yeah she's a college kid i expect her to party every so night. like i expect her to so to be wild and crazy but i don't expect someone to uh put their life in other people's hands yeah so i mean I'm just, I'm just, the only reason I brought that up is because of comments I have seen of people saying, well, she was out partying. That means she doesn't care. Yeah. And the reason why I'm talking about it, because that feels like a mainstream media narrative, like partying every night equals bad. Okay. That's not true. There is a ton of gray in that statement. If someone parties every night does not mean they're bad. If someone parties every night, it does not mean they're a problem. What what is a problem is unhealthy decisions. Yeah. So but partying every night, I think, could be classified as bad decisions, like risky decisions. I don't. It depends on what you mean by party. Yeah, it does. It's the definition that matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But partying isn't the problem. What you're saying is using dope and or alcohol in an alcoholic tendency is the problem. So you got to clarify that because partying isn't the issue. Yeah. So. But we were just bringing this up because we're talking about Dylan and we're talking about the behaviors and just I was mentioning it only because of comments of people saying she was out partying. I'm um, always an and alien. that means that she doesn't care. 
Uh, and I don't agree with that. I don't think it indicates that she cares or doesn't care. Um, it, it could really go either way completely. It, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. So whether she's a shut in or out partying, I don't think that's an indicator of whether or not she's going through a hard time or not. Yeah. Because people handle things differently. Somebody could go out and throw themselves into, you know, partying and being around people all the time so that they are distracted and don't have to think about the pain or they could go seclude themselves, isolate themselves like her family is saying she's done. Um, but that seems contradictory to what we're seeing from the little bits that have come out, which we're, we're looking at it through a pinhole. We don't have the whole picture. Um, so we can't really say for sure, but it's interesting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's important that we come to the conclusion that there is no way to know. Yeah, there is no way to know, but I do have, I get the vibe that her family came out and said those things to virtue signal to say, get off of her back. She's having a hard time, um, you know, and you guys are awful trolls. Leave her alone. Yeah, uh, but you can't trust that. A no. lot of times parents statements and reads of a child is not on. Mm -hmm. It is off. Yeah, and the statements by the mother versus or the stepmother versus the father are contradictory. And then this is very contradictory yep. to her father's statement as well, which was that she's a shut-in. Yeah. Clearly not. Yep. Yep. It's interesting. It's interesting. I just wonder if there's a if there is a meaning behind this video. I know we got way off course here, but is there a an intentionality behind this video? That's what I'm curious about. I'm curious about that, too. Like, why did she allow this to be uploaded? Why did she take part in the video at all? I, I to me, it feels like it could be a middle finger to tell to everyone saying that she's some fragile, innocent girl who wants to be known as that as broken. Nobody, dude. If I was her, well, I would do the same thing. Oh, only unhealthy people want to be seen as broken. Otherwise. Strong is positive. Yeah. Broken is not. Yeah. Uh. So I I wonder. I mean, there's if a that's lot of, what it's about. There's a lot of emo people who definitely want to be seen as broken. Oh, well, <laughs> then it's unhealthy because why do you want to appear broken? Like that's not beneficial for your job. That's not beneficial for relationship. That's not beneficial for anything. What does broken get you? It gets you a therapist and a bill. Yeah. I just know so, that growing up when I was a kid, like the girls that cut, you know, that wanted to be seen as like, yeah. you know, broken and stuff. That I, was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't know. The intentionality behind it is an interesting topic. Yeah. Why? Why did she take this video at all? Yeah. Did yeah. The, did her friend upload it? Though promising not to. Oh, I don't know. I wonder if she was betrayed in that, that situation or really if she did it on purpose. Up. It would be messed that up. That would be really, really, really messed up. Um, but no, I just see a couple people asking the question about fragile. So all mainstream media 
the prosecution, the police are giving this image of her being fragile or the defense is going to rip her apart like she's some fragile woman. There's no way anyone can say that's not the image that's being painted about her, that she, she's been broken. She needs to get through this. She's leaning on her faith and recovery and family and all these things, which I get it. That is probably true. We're 12 months in here, though, and making her seem like she is some fragile girl that can't get on with life, you know, with tr the trauma of losing her friends makes her seem like she's this Weak. broken, fragile woman that needs to be protected. And I'm saying I wonder if she put that video out to be like, screw all of you. I'm yeah. me. I'm not broken. I'm out here doing me. So what's up? You know? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the case. Um, but yeah, the emos definitely did ruin it for the goths. Oh, gosh. Yeah. The, with the broken comment, I, I don't mean that. Being broken is not a positive thing. So I've been broken many times in my life. Again, that, that just ends up leading to therapy, uh, doing the things to get over those traumas. Um, and then you come out better on the other side. Um, but it is problematic still. You know, it, it's not healthy to be broken and wallow in that brokenness. So Chasing Ghosts had a had an interesting comment. The girls in the video wanted the notoriety, not Dylan. That is a very uh, that's super interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I meant. Did they betray her with that? Like, were they using her? Yeah. Yeah. Which is super, super messed up if that's the case. That and would be Dylan, so messed up. Dylan, run. If that's the case, run. <laughs> yeah. Because the next thing you know, you're going to have a bunch of stuff on the internet you don't want there. Maybe like those Facebook comments that JLR was posting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so... I feel like we covered everything. Make sure you guys go and watch this video one more time here. Um, Drip Drop, who made an appearance in the chat. We appreciate you. I don't know if you're still here, but keep doing the good work and bringing up these questions and ideas and uh, giving us topics to ponder and talk on on the talk show. We appreciate you. For everyone else, if you haven't watched this video, the Idaho Four Clues and Booms, Brian Koberger Investigation, Moscow, Idaho documentary series. Go check him out. His uh, YouTube is at Crime Circus or YouTube.com forward slash at Crime Circus. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the next topic. Do we want to clarify and or talk about the 4chan updates or do we want to cover the Andrea Burkhart? Uh, I got to go to the bathroom, but I'm just curious what we're going to Andrea Burkhart or what? The 4chan. Um, we'll, we'll do we'll do uh, we'll, we'll save 4chan after okay and i saw somebody say a couple times in our comments too because we're watching as we're talking you guys we just have a lot of information to go through a lot of times we focus a lot more on the chat but we have too many different topics to touch on tonight so we are watching as we're going through it i promise you that um so someone asked about call-ins that has been our goal since day one we are actively working towards that we got the new system here with the 
updated my we we redid everything and uh we we now have the mixer to where we're able to do that and plug a phone in and and work the call-in system i just have to create the number and get that hooked up so it will be coming soon absolutely but i'm gonna go to the bathroom okay um, so I'll let Brendan answer what we're going to talk about, talk about with 4chan just because um, that's kind of his gig, you know, that he's been looking into and he has uh, on the podcast, if you don't know how it works, if you're new here um, on the pre-recorded podcast that we do every week, we each bring three topics, three true crime breaking news updates um that we individually have looked into so the other person is essentially blind coming into it um and you know i talked to brendan about what i researched he talks to me about what he researched and he's been the one really doing the whole 4chan thing and he has a new video coming out on that but he wanted to touch on a few things and i know he doesn't want to like give some things away so i'll let him answer that but um yeah there's some interesting things popping up about the 4chan theory and unfortunately in this day and age with the internet um nobody can let you have a good thing <laughs> because they'll come in and fake a bunch of stuff <laughs> um but that's all i'll say uh yeah that that's very true that on the internet it, every, just to be someone with notoriety is is a positive thing for you, whether you are a good guy or a bad guy. <laughs> All right, I need negative send. and positive attention are both positive. Yeah, I mean, we've been working on the call thing for a while because we need to know how to organize it without it being too crazy as well. What are you doing? I am pulling up the picture. Hmm. Am I one of the people that the picture didn't go through? What are you talking about? Uh, oh, okay. So Chase and Ghost said they, someone let me call in. I have something I wish that Drip Drop had uh, a live I could call into. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Drip Drop doesn't do lives. We would love to have him on at some point, though. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so... Uh, well, I mean, we would definitely... I mean, once we get the call-in feature set up and rolling, you can definitely call in. I know Drip Drop stops by here. He was in the chat earlier. All right, so open with that. That is what we're doing, Ian. I believe. I believe you are setting up a Google Voice number, right? Um, 
either that or just getting a whole phone number. See, it said, shame you didn't have the facial hair pre-Halloween. You could have been Brutus from Popeye. Yes. Brendan, uh, Peace Love Lynn said, you have a 90s AJ McLean thing going on. <laughs> Backstreet Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like I'm old, and I loved Backstreet Boys, so don't worry about it, Lynn. Okay, so the 4chan stuff. All right. So there is this idea that has come out just recently where... Um, what? I thought we were talking about Andrea Burkhart first. You just skipped ahead. You you said 4chan. No, I said Andrea Burkhart, okay, then 4chan. Then but no, do, you already started. Do, no, no, it's too late. Uh, so Andrea Burkhart. On sidebar. Yeah, you know what? When I first saw the stash, I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> but it's kind of grown on me a little bit. <laughs> Not going to lie. Sidebar. Okay, Chasing Ghosts. That's, it's, in, it's intriguing. I definitely want to hear about it. Is this it? Yep, it is. Okay, cool. All right. So Andrea Burkhart was on Law and Crime Network um, on the Sidebar podcast, okay, with, uh, what's his name, Chris Weber? Weber? Jesse. Jesse Weber, with Jesse Weber. Um, so, man, this was so good, okay? And I couldn't think of a better representative to talk about the concerns with the mainstream narrative, right? And what's interesting is so many times we hear that these concerns are tin hat topics. Like they try and conspiracy theorist them away. Yeah. And she is a professional. She is an attorney. An experienced and, criminal defense attorney. And yep. I think also she worked in um, appellate courts. Yep. Uh, I believe you. Um, I think so. But she presented these questions awesome. And why I think it was so awesome. It, it's the same arguments we've had that a majority of the community that has concerns with this case has. But the way that she did it is, in my opinion, Jesse Weber's bias sh shown through like the sun in summer. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, and that was interesting. So, I was like, "Dang!" So it was a good conversation. Um, you know, it was it was interesting seeing because I feel like Jesse Weber's views really represented the mainstream views um, that that we're hearing of people who a hundred percent believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that Brian Koberger is guilty and will explain away any issues within the evidence. Um, you know. 
that's just how they do it. That's just how they do it. They just explain it away without, I feel like anything really factual <laughs> like to go off of. It's, it's Gosh, just really each have their eyes closed. Like <laughs> it's one than the other than the other. Um, and Andrea Burkhart, she is, she's like a godsend. I swear her and the lawyer, you know, are incredible. They, they really are incredible attorneys um and content creators and you know i knew i loved andrea burkhart the moment she talked about the uh the what what was it again which document was that where they brought up the dna on the knife sheath but said but we don't want to use it in court and she was like that sounds like they got it illegally <laughs> yeah that's, she's like that's the only way i can think of that you would ever do something like this is if you obtained it illegally I think you're a little more starstruck than I am with they are. Uh, I'm not starstruck. It's amazing. Because they're just normal people. Like I, they, they have the same questions and ideas as everyone. But they, the they way do, that the conversation but, went was. They uh, do, but they are experienced criminal defense attorneys. That holds water. That no, holds weight. I don't think so. I don't think so. Someone that can ask questions confidently, in my opinion, holds more weight than that. But that's not even important in this topic. I, I personally think that the way she presented herself in front of him was phenomenal um, because he came off aggressive to me in the way he was trying to discredit and or brush off her opinions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem for me. I don't, I don't know if I think it's a problem for me, but I, I think it was eye opening and enlightening. Yeah, I in just, my opinion, it made him look bad. It did. It did. That's what I mean. It's a problem. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that isn't a good like if you're going to come to the table to argue this evidence, like just brushing it off, I feel like is not the best approach, especially if you want to clear up these questions. Like if you feel like you got it right. OK, you know that Brian is guilty. You know that this evidence is sound. Then why not make that argument for real? Not just brush off what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it could be a problem for him. I just don't see it as a problem because I, I think it's okay that he has his own opinion and everything. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, but as, as somebody who is a professional in front of a mic, you need to be able to hold your own. You have to be. Uh, and, and in my opinion, she ran circles around him. Oh, yeah, for sure. She did. She so, did incredible. She did phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And and the the points she brought up are very valid points while not going so expert. And in my opinion, that was intentional, too, because you don't want to lose the viewer's attention. Right. It's very easy to go really expert dive in deep. But people get lost in details because Everyone, you might be an expert in like wireless for me. I could go off on all the details around the different wavelengths and how it works with the network. And it might sound convincing, but what benefit does it have to our viewers that are listening to this and not understanding what I'm saying? You know yeah. what I mean? So you got to be able to find that sweet spot between presenting your argument in a way where the majority of the people can 
con consume it, understand it, get on board with it. And I don't think she could have done better. No, I don't think she could have either. Um, hey, Amanda, good to see you. Uh, but hey. but yeah, I don't think she could have done better. She she brought up all the points that I mean, gosh, I've been waiting to see somebody bring up in this kind of venue for a, for a long time now. It has not happened to date until now. Um, you know, I think the closest we got to it before this was the 48 hours special where they had that one lawyer on um, that that was talking about how it was like gross that people were, you know, um, condemning Brian, you know, yeah. saying he's guilty without the trial. Um, that's the closest we got to it till now. But Andrea came at it with like with facts. Mm -hmm. Like real questions about this evidence that we've been talking about forever now, you know, and and lots of other people in the community. Yeah, I agree. All right, it's, it was incredible to see. Yes. Oh, you got your three month riot badge. Yes, that's awesome. Hot ham radio. Yeah, it's been a minute. Good to see you. Amanda Absolutely. has the thought riot bubble too. Yes. Yes, yes. So it's interest, you know, okay. So one of the biggest interesting points of interest in this conversation for me is the DNA because I feel like a lot of people don't understand it. Where I think the disconnect is here that the prosecution is doing a great job leaning into is the DNA. They depend on people to think about the DNA. Oh, yeah. Amanda also. It didn't show up on this side, so. Yeah, it's just highlighting her as a member for two months. Yeah. But I think you're technically great. on your third month, though. Yeah, it's still great. So why does it say two months, even though it's been like three? That's weird. I don't know. Um, But going back to what <laughs> I was saying about the DNA. A prosecution that is leaning into the character assassination of somebody, which again, for anybody that's new here, I firmly believe that there is no way not to have a trial by media. So in my opinion, technology isn't going away. We need to lean into it, not away from it, which, which a lot of lawyers, a lot of judges, a lot of people are, are trying to lean away from technology. In the Koberger case, the prosecution and the state is 100% leaning into it. Anybody that thinks character assassination isn't going on here, whew, man, I, I don't know if you just live under a rock and don't watch the news, but to think there wasn't some kind of controlled release of this information, uh, I, I think they're doing a great job at it. This is what, That kind of controlled release and character assassination is what I would expect to see from a high-priced private attorney hired to defend somebody. Um, but we're seeing it from the prosecution here. Now, the prosecution knows people don't understand DNA. And I think that could be another reason why they're fighting the DNA details to come out and be released for everybody. Because if you watch our very first Idaho 4 video, I... I said that I believe Brian Koberger is guilty yeah. because of the DNA. That was before our two or three DNA videos that I did a whole bunch of research on trace DNA, 
finding out that most courts in the world do not allow trace DNA as evidence. Our own military courts do not allow DNA, trace DNA as evidence. Then come to find out that they only found less than 20 cells of trace DNA. And that trace DNA is small enough that it could have been plucked out of the air. And then to find out they have no other DNA that they gathered out of this party house. You know what I mean? After finding all that out, I now don't know how I feel. When before finding that out, I believed Brian Koberger was the guy. So yeah. I think most people like Jesse Weber here does not understand DNA. And I feel like that's where his bias is coming because of the comment he makes where, well, is where it was found on the sheath in the button snap. And how else could his DNA get there? Here's how. Yeah. You know what I mean? If right. you understand the trace DNA, you would understand that blowing so, trace, would do it. Trace DNA is environmental DNA. Um, and actually environmental biologists like go out and literally take water, air, soil samples and collect bits of trace DNA to see the complexities of the ecosystem and things like that. It's literally just skin cells, like loose cells, and they can be scattered throughout the environment in any which way. Like it is it is <laughs> just not solid the way like, for instance, within this interview, um, you know, she talks about they talk about certain cases. OK, and one is where it's blood. Blood. That's is, the example he uses. Right. Yeah. And that is so much different because yeah. how could someone's blood get at to the crime scene without them being there? It's not like some dust, which essentially is what trace DNA is. It's some dust. You know, somebody could have stopped and got gas. Like Brian could have stopped and got gas. And then the killer stopped and got gas. And then there you go. There's the DNA at the crime scene. Agreed. And it was so obvious to me that Jesse Weber did not understand that concept. No. He was not grasping that concept, which I'm not putting him down for it. Look. There's this idea out there that if somebody doesn't know something, they're lesser than. We don't believe that here. I'm I'm a mega dummy. I don't know all kinds of things. I, I think our viewers have taught me more than I've learned in the last 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had no idea about any of this information until we went digging into it. None. Zero. I don't think most people do. Yeah, and he could have done a better job arguing the point, but the thing is, is I don't think he could argue the point better because he doesn't know what he's talking about when exactly. it comes to the DNA. By bringing when, up blood. Right. When yeah. people when people see Brian Coburn's DNA was at the crime scene, they immediately, it's black or white. Like, it, it's as good as blood. It's as good as him cutting himself and bleeding all over the crime scene. He was there. When in reality... With the way trace DNA can be spread throughout the environment, it's nowhere near as good. It's no, it's, it's unreliable. No, it's not, yeah, it's not reliable. So I just I don't feel like you could argue 
the point any better if you haven't looked into it for yourself and you have actual cases or, you know, actual situations or actual research or statistics or anything to back up what you're talking about that you've looked into. And I don't think he has looked into that. And I'm not like faulting him for that. I think it was a great discussion. I'm glad that he had her on. Um, but yeah, it, he, he showed a lot of bias and he showed his lack of knowledge on the topic. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, like you said, I don't want it to seem like I'm attacking him or anything like no. that. And for those of you that are he's new a great here, interviewer. He, he is. For those of you that are new here, check out the Idaho for Koberger DNA workup, DNA statistics, honest or dishonest. We have another one on DNA here too, where we dug into the author details and kind of what that means. Um, I don't know. It's you in here somewhere, it. but it's up. Uh, it's up. But uh, they're all in here and and check them out because we learned this on the fly as we're making these videos and they were eye opening for this case. All these details and facts that our community has been telling us about uh, are all eye opening for this case, you know, and, and have changed my perception where. When we first went into this, I was coming into it like, I want to know if Koberger is innocent or guilty. It has since changed where I want to know if we have trustworthy police officers here in this state or mm -hmm. if every single person that's in Idaho needs to get the heck out of the state. You know what I mean? Because yeah. there are some wonky things going on here between Dr. Moore and uh, the Idaho Four and the core Delane stuff that you're about to find out more about um, the the other core Delane stuff that that will be coming out soon and the older lady shooting like there are literally problem after problems after problems after problems. Yeah. So I saw here. <laughs> I, here, my mustache has what, changed. What was Vinny talking about on the Court TV special? He said something about single something DNA. Okay, and was acting like it was big. So yeah. what he was talking His about comparison is was the just fact off. It, it it was it was off. But yeah. okay, he's talking about single source DNA. What does single source DNA mean? It means that it comes from one human. It is not mixed DNA. But when but I. That's not even the important part. Okay, so it's one human's DNA. Okay, got it. Well, it's he, not mixed. So he and was trying that's, to make the connection because Brian Koberger's is that too, and it is. Those two yeah. are the same, but the difference is one is blood is a bodily substance, and the they're other talking is about trace. Vinny. We're not talking about Jesse. Oh, oh, my so bad. So on the forty-eight hour special. Vinny brings up the fact that single source DNA is the most reliable, but fails to bring up that it is trace DNA that is low copy number, that is a minute amount, so little that they could barely get anything off that knife sheath. They could only get like 20 cells or something like that. It was it's such a tiny amount. Like, I, I even heard a DNA specialist talk about how if there's not enough DNA for when they shake the vials for it to all stick to whatever it's supposed to stick to, uh, that it's, like, really hard to get a full profile from well, it. Well, 
here here's the thing that i covered in one of the dna videos where uh i have no way of verifying this person's information but where my carrot came from was from reddit originally and then i went and did research to verify what they were saying is true when you test dna the the uh the expert expectations around it is you do three tests two controllables uh, and then a a third, so six total tests, three legitimate scientific method tests, and then three test and control tests afterwards. So you need enough for six. And uh, they were saying that the Koberger cells was barely enough for one. So there was no verification. There was no quality control. There was no any of the normal regulations, requirements, expectations that could have been done with the amount of DNA they found. Yeah, but in, in most cases, DNA is imperfect in that way. It's degraded. There's There usually are like these obstacles they have to overcome to be able to get like a, a, a actual profile. Like it, it's not perfect normally where you have all this amount of DNA that you can, you know, test and retest and retest. Like, no, that's they're usually a tiny amount what I'm talking about. So the fact that Koberger's couldn't do that, that standard testing, that's mm -hmm. just standard. That is not an overabundance of okay. DNA. That is literally the standard that you do three and then you quality control with three more. And it doesn't take very much. Is no, what no, it doesn't. And and the fact that there's only enough for one test of Koberger shows just how little that is. Because everyone's definition of little is going to be different. So the amount of DNA that is required to do those six, six tests is little. It is a little amount. But then when you compare it to the amount of DNA and cells that they found of Koberger's, that's a whole nother level of little. Yeah. Because those sure. six tests is standard. The only difference that comes into play is with DNA, they can now replicate that and use that as a standard as well. So. Yeah. Somebody brought up Lady Bird Lake. <laughs> yeah. Heather did. Yeah, we've done videos on Lady Bird Lake, and I actually have uh, a new update video coming out about the smiley face. So, um, yeah, it's interesting stuff for sure. I would love, I wonder if anyone that knows anything having to do with any of that, uh, like actual involvement, I would, I just want to know if it's real or not. Sorry, I need to grow a mustache immediately. Yes, you do. <laughs> you do. But uh, yeah, I, I think, again, going back to what the conversation she was having is it was an incredible representation of the flip side of the coin. Because look, you, everyone needs to be so careful. You guys should be careful and doubt me. You should be careful and doubt Malia. You should be careful with anybody talking about any information. When we made Thought Riot Podcast, it was not with the intent of trying to get people to believe what we're saying. I don't want anybody to believe what we're saying. I don't want anybody to take what we're saying as fact. I hope 
it creates that carrot, that little seed for somebody to then go and water on their own yeah. to create a plant of information. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because you guys shouldn't believe me. What do I know? I don't know anything. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just some guy talking with a microphone. Um, right. I, I'll I'll share like the expert topics and things like that that I have a ton of experience on. Um, but Mike, most of the time I don't have any clue. It's just all research, expert research. The cult of Malia never doubts Malia. Yep. yep. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yep. But uh yep. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't believe you. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Brendan knows nothing. I know nothing. Oh, we should get Thought Riot merch that literally just says we know nothing. Or the know nothings. Yeah. Like the political like, party. Yeah. That was anti-fraternity. Yeah. The know nothing podcast. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. You shouldn't even have said that out loud. Why? <laughs> Because it's such a good name. I mean, it's not. Only if you have the connection to the 4chan stuff. No one would understand that. You would be sinking your ship making a podcast called the Know Nothing Podcast. You don't think that would be interesting? Would you only, guys click on that if you saw a podcast nope. named the Know Nothing Podcast? I wouldn't. The only reason I know is because I just did research. Otherwise, if you would have asked me a month ago, I wouldn't have clicked on it because I'd have no idea what it means. Yeah, but like you know nothing. That would be interesting, no? I don't think so. But no. Mm -mm. You, in my opinion, it's gotta be something that makes people want to know more. Yeah. And the fact that you're claiming in the title of your podcast that you don't know anything is like kind of philosophical. Like that would intrigue me. Hmm. Not me. Yeah, because you're just odd like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> I drink it. <laughs> he doesn't get it. No, I don't. Be I think because when I say it, I'm not trying to be philosophical. I'm not saying like, I know nothing. Like, I legitimately feel like I know nothing. And that's how I look at life. We clicked on the Drunk Turkey podcast for crying out loud. Of course, we'd click on it. <laughs> that's super funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I'm glad you guys get it. I'm not alone. <laughs> I would not click on something called Know Nothing. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. You're on the same level as Brendan then, which yeah. is okay. I It's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So what, <laughs> what other do you have of Andrea Burkhart? Nothing. I nothing? No. It was a great conversation. I think she highlighted a lot of the issues that we've been talking about. Yeah. And I just suggest watch it. And I, I think that you know, there's a lot of issues when it comes to the DNA. And I like that she cited actual cases. That was intriguing. And I really want to look into some of the things that they were citing. I just haven't got the chance to do that yet. Yeah. Okay. So then we will we'll dig go... more. In, we'll dig more into maybe some individual things later. We'll go into 4chan and then we will talk specifically on um on the video tonight. Wait, what's it called again? Hmm? 
the parallel construction. Yeah, parallel construction. All right. So the 4chan stuff. All right. What am I talking about? So there is a post that came out just recently uh, or that someone is claiming has surfaced from 4chan that people are making the connection that this post is the same poster as the person who posted the 4chan post. And it's not. Um, so this person... So this post here that we have up is the, the post that everyone's talking about with the anonymous ID of WETAW3UQ. It also gives the number of the post and what day that it was uh, posted or whatever. And uh, it has a posting about another listing. Again, a different ID than the original that is claiming that it was posted on Monday, December 12th of 2022. And then it has the direct quote and link. And it says some really horrible things about what yeah. they did to the bodies. Okay. They're talking. How can I say it with? Uh, they said that. They hung certain body parts from fans and things like that. Like really gross, disturbing stuff that was way over the top, all right? Um, and then it says, I'm hiding in a hole in Pennsylvania. Good luck catching me. So this is being pitched right now that this is the same poster as the 4chan post, the original 4chan post talking specifically about the fraternity angle. But I have some doubts. Yeah, I have some not doubts. I I was just reading a comment. Um but uh so I these people aren't the same. And the IDs aren't the same. The writing style isn't the same. Um, the 4chan posts are written from like a third person view talking specifically about people. This one post comes on here and talks in a first person yeah. that they did this crime and they are hiding in Pennsylvania. And this is the only posting that is first person not third person talking about others. Mm -hmm. It has a different posting number, ID, anonymous ID. So I'm curious why. No. So Kimmy asked, do the IDs change every time? Um, The IDs can change every time. However, on all of the it, and okay, so I guess I'll explain it for everyone. It can change if you change your VPN, your 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 IP address. Then when you log on, you can get a new one. However, none of the other posts that were posted on December twelfth changed. None of the other posts that were posted in November changed. This is the only one that changed. This is the only one. And it was posted on the 12th. So why is this the only one? And 
different way of typing from a different perspective in a different way. It's because it's not the same person. And I, I, I am not coming at nobody, you guys. But I feel like that is very obvious. Yeah, I agree. You, you could take out the information of the poster. You could take out the ID. You could take out the VPN information and just look at the typing. And it is so horribly obvious that it is a different person. Yeah, it it is. It, it is because it, when you go and read all the original 4chan posts, like it's very obvious that they're talking about it from like an outsider's perspective of the crime and the the situations like yeah. that they were, you know, almost a, they were viewing all of it. They weren't the killer, you know. And this is like they are the killer. You know what I mean? It's like super super 1212, JAJLAX, 7P. We'll just use the last four. AX7P, 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 1212. Then this is U1GN. It's all on the, and it's on the same day and as those ones. I'm hiding in the woods in a hole, PA. Good luck catching me. So I'm hiding in the woods in crappy pennsylvania good luck catching me then when you go over to the original post it's like night and day difference night and day difference oh people are complimenting our the new mics by the way i'm glad that the oh. audio is uh is better that's good. awesome yeah thank you that is for letting us know awesome i was hoping so I was hoping so because they definitely weren't cheap. They are some expensive dang mics, man. And we were hoping for a great turnaround instead of just having one mic. So we each have our own, you know, yep. dynamic. And they're like, they're expensive, man. But you guys are worth it. So. um, But yeah, I feel like this is super obvious. So I just wanted to share it with everyone. Um, I wanted everyone to be knowledgeable about it. And again, this is one of those talk topics too that do not believe me on it. Go look, you guys, you know, go look, go check it out. You guys could always, uh, you could always rewind our video to this and then hop on 4chan and look it up yourself. So if you want to look it up, you could always go to 4chan.com. Trigger warning, there are awful things on there. Awful, awful, awful things because people think that there is no accountability on that site. So if you go on there, just go on there at your own risk. You know what I mean? Um, and then you can search these ID numbers so that you don't have to believe us. You don't mm -hmm. have to. But this person is not the same as the 4chan post. So it's, it's interesting that drip drop made a comment that you you've got to beware of people coming out here and posting stuff to try and discredit other ideas you know nobody was and this is i'm not trying to pat my own back here i'm i'm trying to land an example when we started talking about the 4chan stuff only a few people had talked about it like a way back way 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 back 
And somehow I got a hold of it. I don't remember how I got a hold of the information, but then someone got a hold of me because we had talked about it. And they were like, yo, I have a whole bunch of information. I have not been off of this since it started in December. And uh, I want to share it all, you know, with you or whatever. And um, then it, it took off, like the ideas and everything took off. And um, all of a sudden, it's being talked about a lot again, a yeah. lot. And now there's different information coming up like this. And everybody should just be careful. If something sounds too good to be true, like in the original 4chan post, they are not saying they did this crime. No. They're saying they believe these other people did it, and this is why they believe it. So why would that same person come on here and be like, oh, yeah, it's me. This is what I did, and I'll be here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so so if you had to guess, who do you think um, wrote this post, not the originals, this post? Do you think... Because I, I saw people were speculating that they thought it might be law enforcement uh, meddling. Do you, What do you think? I have no idea. I need to go onto Fortune and verify that this is even tied to the crime. Hmm? You mean that it was ever even posted or if it's just a fake? Completely. No, that this even has to do with Idaho 4. Because based on the... I haven't verified this post yet, you guys. I have not. So this is... This is one of our viewers sending this to us, and there there are no names of the victims on here on this blurred picture. There is no anything on here. Yeah. So does this have anything to I do mean, with Idaho Four? Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. That's where his parents live. So yeah. Oh, for this post, yeah. I'm worried about this one. Mm, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because the it, it could be anything, you know? It could be anything. It says Pocono at the bottom, but that's cuz somebody like quoted it. Yeah. Like somebody so on 4chan, you can reply or, or like take a piece, like an excerpt yep. from a post and then make your own post. Um, and it includes that little picture. So this is somebody essentially like reposting that post. And Correct. they tagged Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the bottom. And, and everything's different on it. So I am going to go research it because once it's posted on 4chan it never comes off you guys it is forever up there once you know how to find it it, it, it was something posted on 4chan will forever be posted on 4chan um so i'll hop on there and i will look at the original post even though i know it's graphic and horrible and gross like i need to know if there is anything on here tying it to the case yeah or did they just find some random listing that says i'm hiding in the woods in pa because it, it, he wasn't hiding in the woods yeah that's what people are claiming it says that it's talking about you know the ceiling fan and you know body parts and yep. all of that that's what people are claiming we just haven't seen the original to say that for sure like yep. that's what it actually says yeah in order for this post to have anything to do with the case there has to be a name in there. Yeah. There has to be. 
if there is not one of the victims' names in the original post, it is it, there's nothing that says this has anything to do with the case. The ID's different. Everything's different. I wonder if this is even posted in the same thread. Yeah, and the ID number is really what's important here. The fact that the original posts have a certain ID number on this exact date, and then this one is just the odd one out that is posted on that date supposedly and has a totally different ID number and is talking from a first person perspective as opposed to a third person, the way the original ones were made. Yeah. It's just pretty clear that it's a fake. It's yeah. pretty clear. Yeah. Um, and, and I saw somebody bringing up questions about like what the blurred stuff says. I, I've, I know what it says roughly, but in order for me to believe that it holds water, it needs to have one of the victims' names in there. So I'll give you an example. If I went and, and searched this post, and, and underneath the blur, it says, I put, I'm going to use some, some, something totally different. I poked him 12 times with a sharp blade, and I'm hiding in the woods in PA, good luck finding me. Someone could take that and say, look, this is a knife crime. They're talking about PA. This is tied to the case when it, if it doesn't have a name in it, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I just want to be able to verify it for myself. I'm not doubting that it 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 doesn't. I just haven't verified it. So. Yes, and then somebody said it does have one of the victims' names in it. See, and I thought so, but I just need to verify that myself. Um, just like you guys should with our information. Don't ever believe anything I'm saying. You know, you ver verify it when we're talking about it uh, because we get stuff wrong. Everybody does. Everybody yeah. does. Mm -hmm. For so, sure. Yeah. Well, there there is no way to get the source without... Uh, it is encrypted, but in order for, I don't know if I should be telling everyone all this. <laughs> it, yes, it is not. You can find out where somebody is on 4chan. I'll leave it at that. Uh, absolutely, you can. But you got to know what you're doing to do it. You can't just hop on there and get a location on that. You got to be able to get somebody to respond to something. Um, and in that response, it should be able to give you the location of the v the the ip address but if the person is smart enough to run an i uh, a dual location vpn and have it bounce in russia first and then back to the us and then into 4chan then you know that doesn't matter anyways it just depends on how experienced the person is that you're working with you know um if you get them to click on something that they send you or what that's cool chasing ghosts just drop your tiktok handle in the comments and we'll check it out yeah um but but yeah i i don't know if i would go super into that either <laughs> um i don't know is there any more you want to talk about no, on it? i don't think so i think we have another video coming out about it yeah, no, I was talking about how to identify people and stuff like that. Um, but is there any more you wanted to speak on it, or was that pretty much it? No, that's pretty much Carol. it. Unless you have questions about it, or anybody else does. No, no, I don't. 
I forget what the bouncing VPN's called, you guys. Sorry, it's my ADHD. Sometimes I forget words. It's uh uh let me see. A what is it? Multi-static something or another multi-hop with a dedicated IP or something like that. Um Yeah. All right. So, going back to what our original talk was for tonight parallel what is it creation construction 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 that's it parallel construction dun 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 all right so what about it so this was a topic that mike applegate a viewer asked us to look into and when i started reading on it i found it super interesting because i didn't realize that it was something that was utilized quite a bit by law enforcement um and they get away with it <laughs> yeah i didn't know about it until you had brought it up you taught me something new i had no idea that this was like it I think most people can hear parallel construction and at least understand the basis of what it is, right? When you first said it, I was like, okay, so a parallel reconstruction of something. So when we're talking about crime, I'm assuming it is some kind of parallel reconstruction of the crime or whatever. But for you, it, it like what you're saying here is it's directly tied to the evidence. Oh, absolutely. And investigation. So, so for anybody who didn't watch the premiere of the pre-recorded video before this, before we started the live, um, the base definition of parallel construction is a law enforcement process of building a parallel or separate evidentiary basis for a criminal investigation in order to conceal how an investigation actually began. So, mm -hmm. you know, the evidentiary basis, for instance, in this Idaho 4 crime, if we're talking about parallel construction here, okay, there's two separate evidentiary bases. So what would it be in this crime? It would be one evidentiary basis of how they got to Koberger is the IgG, that they took that DNA on the knife sheath, you know, got a profile, found a connection in a database, tested it with his father's, all that, that whole story. And then the separate other that they essentially, it's not necessarily fabricating, but constructed um, to cover up the original evidentiary basis would be, well, we got a tip from a Washington state officers saying they found a car mm -hmm. and then i saw his id he looked like the person that the surviving witness described and you know we had this dna and then we compared it to a you know um the trash and saw that that was his father so then after we arrested him um we compared it to the buccal swab and yes, it is in fact him, therefore completely excluding IgG yeah. and the original evidence that led them to Brian Koberger. Right, right, exactly. So to give an example, like what it what it made me think of immediately was Othram. So like in this situation, what, what really could have happened is that 
I guess, and this is theory, you guys, right? It's just I'm I'm giving you a possibility here. Uh, ISP, so the police found the sheath. The sheath was taken to ISP. ISP ran a, t a DNA test, tried to check it for DNA, didn't find anything. Remember theory, okay? Didn't find anything, uh, but didn't have the DNA vacuum that picks up microparticles. So they reached out to Othram and was like, yo, I need you to see if you can find any DNA. They send it over there. Othram finds DNA. They send that DNA profile back to ISP. ISP then builds uh, or, or runs it through CODIS or, or whatever, and then they build the SNP off of that original profile, the tree and everything. But then when they take it to court, they can leave Othram out because the end outcome is the same. So the parallel construction would be ISP got the DNA then got the SNP, worked with the FBI, connected it to Koberger, and the case proceeded. And they just leave out all that other information. Well, they leave. They left out the original evidentiary basis of connecting him to the crime, and they construct a different one. Right, with the same outcome. Finalization. Yep. Outcome. Yeah. Yep. So. So. I feel like it's just incredibly dishonest for one. I don't like it. I think it should be transparent. Um, but that is just an example based off of the information we have now. Could there be parallel construction with factors uh, that we just don't know about that they could have gained connections in other ways that we just right. don't know about? Totally, totally. Um, for sure that could be the case um and but we just from what we can see from the court hearings and the documents it seems like it has to do with the igg that that was the original source that connected him and then they created constructed um a different connection to him to like launch off of to, for that to be the starting point point of the case because they didn't want us to know about that for some reason. Could it be because it's really against the rules? Like, because you remember when we were talking about this with Drunk Turkey, he said for them to do IgG, there had to be no suspects. It had to be a cold case, essentially, where they had no leads and they were, you know, at a dead end and couldn't get anything else. What if they weren't at a complete dead end? And they jumped the gun and they just didn't want to talk about it because they were forcing this through the system. They were speeding this investigation up as fast as they could because of all of the money that could be lost yeah. uh, if they did not get this solved quickly. So they don't want to mention that they rushed it in this way because it's unprecedented and unheard of to do that, to in an active investigation with a crime that just happened for a few weeks, uh, like a week ago, to do IgG. Yeah. And that they maybe did not look at all avenues. They did not look at all suspects. They did not investigate every right. potential lead just so they could do the IgG. Yeah. Just so they could do it. So they, they 
all these suspects that were cleared so fast. We've heard the Gonzalez family say it like, gosh, they cleared so many people so fast. I mean, within hours, within a, a couple days, there were so many people cleared of this crime that they didn't feel like necessarily should have been. Yeah. Maybe that was all because they wanted to do this IgG of the knife sheath so that they could solve this as fast as possible. Yes. And and so here's a question I posed in the video when I was going through editing. Okay. If. And if, that maybe that's illegal. Maybe the, it just looks super bad and they just don't want us to know any of that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the question I posed was if I build a police station, but didn't go through police training, would I still be a police officer? Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's essentially what parallel construction is, is they're skipping all the important work. Because in my opinion, who cares about the police station? Who cares about the police uniform? It's the training that makes you a police officer. So why are we not showing the work that was put in to prove that? It's insane. You guys, it would be insane if I went on Amazon, doo -doo -doo, ordered a little police uniform for Chicago PD, got the right patches. I built a police station and then I called myself a police officer without any training whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And their investigation, that's what's going on. Yeah, it feels like cheating. It feels like getting to the answer like it's like using a a cheat sheet. It's like I don't know. It's it's getting to the answer without doing all the proper investigation, showing your work, all the protocols, all the things you're supposed to do that really build that substance to know that this is your guy. And with the with the DNA, the issue is that it's touch DNA and the fact that if they jumped the gun, okay, if they went straight to the IgG with this trace DNA sample and said, this is the guy, and they didn't build that substance in the investigation that you would normally get uh, for it all to make sense, because we're all seeing this doesn't exactly make sense. Like, no. there's no connection to the, the victims. We, we don't have, like, a clear motive to this other than just thrill killing um, which is possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, but there's a lot of things that just don't make sense. Like normally when, you know, you look at a true crime case, you see some clear connections like, oh yeah, that makes sense. This doesn't. And I, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It, with the current evidence we have, I'm, I'm in the same boat and that's why, you know, People want us to pick a side uh, that we either believe Brian Koberger is innocent or we believe that he's guilty. And look, you're you're asking me to like have 10 percent of a puzzle of the puzzle pieces put together and asking me to make a commitment on what I think the final product is going to be. I I don't know. I don't know, it's because like one of those puzzle pieces can change the entire narrative. It, but what I yeah. can say is that 
I'm seeing things that are not adding up in the PCA. That PCA was written by a police officer that was part of this investigation, not just part, the lead investigator in this investigation. That same police officer has direct ties to two key police officers that are tied to the Dr. Moore case that have been proven without a doubt that they did fraudulent stuff in the Dr. Moore case. So what I can say is I have huge, huge, huge questions around the investigation, how it was done, if it's reliable, if it's competent, if if we well, can trust anything that's in that PCA. Well, well, get this, okay? It's like doing a complex math equation without showing any of your work and expecting people just to believe that you got the right answer without any way to verify it. So. So get this. What if they got the knife sheath, okay? And they they did what I said. They fast tracked it. They they just claimed all of these suspects or people of interest, persons of interest um were cleared. Okay? They just said it so that they could do the IgG so that they could get DNA and and dig through the database, find who it matched to and fast track this to solve it okay to close the case quick uh because of everything that's at stake so they do that but then after that they have to back that up okay because they're not dumb they know that it's trace dna they know there needs to be supporting evidence because all dna is circumstantial i didn't know that until we started looking into this case and it blew both of our minds. But yeah, it's circumstantial because you have to explain how that DNA got there. You have to show a connection. Um, so they then, like in the Dr. Moore case, okay, they doctored evidence to make him fit the crime. What if they're like, well, he like has literally to. fabricated they believe, it. They believe they're doing the right thing, okay? Because they have the answer. They cheated and got the answer and know that it's Brian Koberger to them, to them, okay? From their perspective, they know it's him in their minds. So they're like, anything, we, we have to do anything to get this guy. We have to make it work. The evidence has to lead to him, right? Because he it's his DNA. It has to be him. So every little thing, like the car, they're asking about this 2011-2013 white Hyundai Elantra, and suddenly that changes to a 2015 that fits Brian Koberger because that matched the IgG. He's the guy, right? Everything slowly starts to fit that narrative because you have tunnel vision it's like confirmation bias Absolutely. and that is why we have to air it out in the trial that's why i want to know i want the igg to be in the trial all of if if that is not in the trial i don't know if i can trust any of it I, if they don't if they don't allow that in the trial and and i would be much more likely to trust law enforcement trust the prosecutor if they allow that in and say, look, yeah, we cut corners and we shouldn't have done that. But look at all of what we found after. Look at all of this supporting evidence that proves Brian's the guy. I would be much more trusting in that evidence after that if they were just honest about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I think that 
couldn't have been explained better. Absolutely, 100%. And that's why, going back to my original question where I was saying, you know, people want us to make a commitment whether we think Brian is guilty or not. And that shouldn't be everyone's concern. He should be an afterthought because if we figure out the problem and the process, the Brian Koberger as a person, as an arrested person, will work itself out. Yep. Because there are issues in the process right now. Major issues Mm -hmm. that we're seeing. Whether we can depend on some of these pictures that have come out or not. We can depend on the PCA details or not. Uh, it's it's all concerning. All of it. I can't think of one thing that's not concerning. And it goes back to where I think Ann Taylor is going with this case. Is, you know, in, in one of the videos, actually, maybe we were recording. I don't know. You brought it up, though. And you were like, Oh, wait, so you think Ann Taylor is going to go towards um, the possibility of the sheath being uh, planted? And I and I said, no, 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 absolutely not. I don't think that would be a smart approach for a defense attorney to come against the state judge, prosecution and police and say that the sheath was planted. I think the approach is going to be incompetence. Yeah, I I agree with you. Even if they believe it's planted, I don't think they'll win that argument in the jury's eyes. But if they can rip apart their case piece by piece, showing incompetence at every single level of the investigation, they might have a winning approach. Yeah, because all they need to do is raise reasonable doubt. Like, look at how how horrible of a job they did investigating this. They didn't look at this. They didn't look at this. You know, they botched this. And then the jury will be so confused at the end of it. They're like, well, I can't can put him to death. I don't know anything. <laughs> I, I agree. You know what I mean, which is a horrible place to be. We don't want that. We do not want that. And, and, and that's, that's what the one <laughs> thing that I say all the time is that most people, Way over 90% of people, I would even go so far as to say, I believe 99% of people believe that they're doing the right thing. Yeah. I even think these officers in the Dr. Moore case, possibly in the Koberger case, believe they are doing the right thing. Like exactly what you said. We know Brian Koberger is the guy. So we got to get him. We can't let this maniac be out in our streets, you know, whether it's an outward conversation of them saying this or that's just their internal thinking of this guy can't be out here. We got to get him. Both of those are dangerous. Yeah. Both of them are dangerous. You're dealing with someone's belief where they're going to get so far into the commitment into that it into proving Koberger's guilt instead of letting the evidence prove who's guilty, that it's going to get to a point where they're not going to be able to turn back. Yeah, it's it's that confirmation bias that you have a belief that's so strong. Anything 
that is contradictory to that is going to be easily explained away. Like anybody posing that question, you don't even know what you are talking about. That is so dumb. No, this is not even possible because I know that it's this no matter what you tell me. Um, it, it's, it's hard. It's a difficult thing to deal with when you really are that solid in your beliefs of something like that. And I, I can, I can, I can kind of understand, you know, them being like, well, it's his DNA. Like it's gotta be him. It has to be him. And it was really interesting. Uh, the, the DNA video that's going to be coming out soon. So we can really dig in deeper to that. Cause it, it was interesting for me learning what I learned. Um, it really shows you just how subjective some of these DNA analysis can be. That and DNA that, video is such a, a wreck. We we argue in it so much. And it's like an hour and 15 minutes of us just hardcore debating. Really? Yeah. We probably have like 10 minutes of DNA talk and like an hour of just straight debate. Are you sure? I swear. I must have blacked out or something because I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And and you guys, we usually keep our case topics 20 to 30 minutes. That's our goal. Sometimes they go to 40. Like if we're really invested in a topic, it's like an hour and 15 minutes where it's like 15 minutes of DNA talking like an hour of just like straight debate. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So we'll, we'll post it. Absolutely. We'll post it. But uh but it's just funny because and it doesn't bother me, but it's always it's always <laughs> those videos where people are like, look at him. He is so abusive to her. What an abuser. Like just for my tone. <laughs> it's super funny. I, those videos get great views, though. So, you know, whatever. I don't care. I I must have blacked out. I don't remember. Sometimes we record really late into the night. OK, like really late. <laughs> Yeah, so I was probably like sleepwalking at that point. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, somewhat. So for uh, so I always tell people when when they leave the abuser comments or whatever. <laughs> yep, I black out because of the trauma. That's right. <laughs> right. The That's going to be used against me. Look, it's so abusive. She blacks it out like. She just goes black, can't remember anything. Oh, so, no. <laughs> uh, what was I? Oh, so I always ask people that leave the abuser comments, because look, it, there, there's no words out there that can bo bother me. I'm a salesperson, and I have been for like too long. I'm 29. You know, I'm not, I've never been a day over 29. Um, but as long as I've been in sales, <laughs> um, like one thing you learn is words don't hold much water actions prove anything so someone can't comment anything and make me feel bad about myself or make me even care most trolls i think are funny so it doesn't bother me and so what i usually do is respond to them and ask them like okay give me an example you know because i want to know like what are you seeing i'm interested in what you're seeing i don't understand it and nobody responds but one of our viewers responded and said hey i just wanted to let you know that i think what's going on is you're you're a confident aggressive person when you talk not aggressive they didn't use the word aggressive um shoot i'm gonna have to find it arrogant 
No, you're you're a confident and convincing person or something like that when you talk. And uh, people that have been involved in traumatic situations where maybe they've had things happen to them in their life are probably getting triggered by the yes dominant you're right kimmy uh the the confident dominant way that you talk and that's triggering them to where they're seeing their own trauma i was like dang that is an incredible comment that is totally probably what's happening well, you know so there's a person in my life who literally hates brendan okay <laughs> and it's a hundred percent because of that it is 100% because they had been abused in their life by somebody who was narcissistic and they see like that dominant confidence and it really it 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 makes them project their trauma onto him um and that's the only person i've ever known who is like that in person, you know what I mean? And but they're out there, you know, and it's it's honestly it's kind of sad. Um yeah. I I'm not close with this person or anything, but it's kind of sad and I just if if people just talking or having a heated debate really irks you that much to where you feel like that person is abusing the other person, like just maybe go to counseling. Yeah, yeah. You know? What here here's what's it's really it makes me sad for them. <laughs> right. Exactly, Annie. I'm not going to say how many years I've been 29, okay? Uh, just know that I've never been a day older than 29. <laughs> J-Ray said it's her. <laughs> She's the one that hates you. That's right. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're right. Um, you're right, J-Ray. <laughs> what's interesting, though, is the triggering gets diffused when you're talking to people in front of them. So I'll tell you, I when I'm selling... I prefer people who are closed off to me at first because those people, if I can get through to them, which I always do, I, I usually always get through to them. Sometimes it takes a couple visits. Sometimes it takes a couple calls, whatever. I will always get through to them. But those are the customers that stick, man. The ones that, that, that give you a hard time and your commitment allows you to hold on through all the crap they're throwing at you are always the customers that like give you so much praise, stick it out with you through everything. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's just my experience that I've had. Kimmy has a kind of personal question. Hmm? That stash is dominant. It is very dominant. Um, no, no, not at all. Kimmy. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like he was, he came out the womb this way. I bet. Yeah. I, I think I just, I think due to my trauma, you guys that I I'm very open about when I was younger, uh, when I was like five years old, I was, uh, molested, sexually abused by a female, female family member, not my immediate family, but like, you know, relatively close. I think that changed how I handled things in life to where um, I, I, I wanted to stay in arm's distance away from people, but still be able to like <laughs> control situations, like have the confidence to control 
a situation in the direction that I wanted to go. You know Sorry, what I mean? So I, I think it taught me how to manage and conversate in ways that gave me the upper hand while appearing like I didn't have the upper hand. It's the only thing that I can think. That's interesting. Sorry, I read Ian's comment that said he felt like he was being dominated by your stash and it was such an inappropriate time to laugh. No, but, there's no inappropriate but, times. Yeah, you were talking about something super traumatic. No. <laughs> that was a terrible time to laugh. Yeah, but if um, I would have had this mustache, look, then look, it never would have happened. Look, yeah, <laughs> I know. It was a terrible time. That's why I needed to explain it. Because Ian left a terrible comment in the middle of his traumatic story saying he was feeling dominated <laughs> by his stash. Maybe the viewers will see it as, like, the wrong time but i i didn't notice it i'm one track minded when i'm going yeah yeah but i think i think that um that's incredible self-reflection yeah yeah well what's it what's <laughs> even more interesting is i didn't even remember that trauma until my late 20s i had no idea that that's what happened to me until my late 20s so which is also pretty wild it is it is so it's really weird how brains do that yep <laughs> yes <laughs> i know if i would have had this mustache like no one would have messed with me at five <laughs> a five-year-old with a power stash like this so going back yes the dominant stash i i haven't worn this to work yet, though. I don't know if people will take me seriously. Yeah, repressed memories are trippy because they aren't actually repressed. They were, like, coming up in really strange ways. It is so strange, dude. The, the human brain is so strange. A lot <clears throat> of people really like the stash. And then yeah. other people are personally offended by it. I'm personally offended by it. <laughs> yeah. I was personally offended when you licked your finger and smoothed it out. That's when Duh. I was personally offended. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm super offended. Yeah. Yeah, it 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 is what it is. It uh it's it's trauma from, you know, when I was younger. Obviously, no one should ever have to go through trauma like that. But I appreciate where I've came from it now, though. So, you know, I wouldn't change anything in my past. It, it helped create me, turn me into who I am. So the only thing I can do now is try to create content highlight things that prevent stuff like that happening to other people you know yeah i would rather be able to be the one that carries that weight if i can you know classic american night syndrome um but oh um no it's really that dark what my stash yeah yeah it really is i actually have red in it what mm-hmm Oh, there's red, just random red hairs, mm -hmm. like just random solid red yeah. hairs. That's super weird. I know it. I know it. All right. So going back to the, wait, what's it called again? Construction. Parallel construction. Yeah, that one. 
Um, so how many different areas do you think the parallel construction is involved in in this case? I think absolutely it's part of the DNA. Yeah, I I, I think it is. Um, and I think that's why it is such a big deal uh, with parallel construction because I think usually – uh, in most cases, it's going to have to do with what connected the person to the crime originally, which is going to be really important in a case, usually, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, and I think that is the IgG. I, I feel like that's, at this point, pretty obvious that it is the IgG. But is it the only part of the case or is the FBI coming to the the house an additional parallel construction trying to back fill hmm. that you know interesting so yeah maybe maybe i i think that's very possible um, I know somebody mentioned the prospect, like the possibility of the, the FBI coming back to do these more detailed, um, you know, oh gosh, what is it called? Investigation? More no, detailed. Uh, scans, Pharaoh oh, okay. scans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Not only for the trial to have this 3D model uh, and, you know, like the goggles to for them to like be in the house, like in virtual reality. But also it for in the future for like uh, learning, like to use this case as, uh, you know, like, gosh, I, I'm totally blanking on the word. You know what I mean? Uh, the like to set precedence in the future, like this is a like a, an educational case, but it's not it's not that's not the word. Gosh. What a learning opportunity? No. Yeah. Like you I go don't... back, you go back and look at cases, like all all documents, yeah, for training, but all documents cite cases and yeah, and they use work. them in colleges to learn from them. And um, there's a word for it. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm blanking on it right now. You don't know why there's a word for it? Yeah, it's precedent. It is precedent, but there's another word for it. Get a clue says it all the time. Yeah, so someone says they never agree with me. I wouldn't either if I'm yeah, being like honest. Yeah, like a case study. Like a case study, yeah, for the future. It, if I was watching me, I would probably never agree with me and despise me. You would? Probably. Yeah, I feel like you do that to some people. Like when I show you somebody and I'm like, they're making a great point. And you're like. <laughs> and Absolutely. Eventually, it's super funny because eventually that person will start to grow on you a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, Maybe, yeah, they make sense. And then you're all about it. And I'm like, what? You literally hated this person and thought they were so dumb before. No, I don't hate anybody ever. <laughs> no. I don't ever do that. I, it's a strong word. Yeah. But you're like annoyed Super by strong. them and you're like, I don't think they know what they're talking about. Yeah. And then like 
within like a month, you'd be like, okay, I think they know what they're talking about. No, I don't change my opinion. <laughs> That's like not that. true. That is true. You've I, done it. No, no. It, it's that when I despise uh, an opinion, I will dig deeper because I'm constantly, I have this habit of like, okay, with, without calling anyone out, most people have an opinion and they try and find things that will support their opinion. I'm the opposite. I am constantly trying to prove myself wrong. So when I find a content creator that bothers me, I, I by habit try and prove myself wrong. And hmm. I usually never change my opinions. And that's a flaw. That's a fault of mine that I, I, when I put my flag in the ground, a lot of times it is really hard for me to, to move that flag. Um, but I will find more, I'll find more depth to them and I will appreciate other opinions. Yeah, that makes sense. That mm. makes sense. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's what you're saying. Yep, absolutely. It, there's a word that get a clue always says though. He always says it when he brings up a case that has some kind of precedent set for future cases he says something and yeah, I can't I remember know. what it is, but it, but you're right. That essentially, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have, I, we have some new Delphi docs and, um, there's, they're long. They are. They're long. Yeah. So <laughs> we briefly covered some of the Delphi documents, um, and we'll be putting those videos out yeah. sometime this week. There's uh, a new one by the attorney general and a new one by Judge Gold, too. Yeah. Yep. So what what about the car? Could they be doing parallel construction with the car? Oh, I think so. I think I think that's I was exactly thinking so, too. I think that's exactly what it is. I think it's they're saying that their original connection to Koberger was the car, but it wasn't. It was actually the IgG. Yeah. I think the car is stand alone, though. Like, what do you mean? I think that they hyper focused on the benchmark. That's that's a good one, too. Uh, example of like what you're talking about mm -hmm. for standards, creating the standard, the gold standard. Yeah. Um, so. With the car. They were hyper fixating on this car, thinking that it was going to be their grand slam. When they got the car, I think everyone was surprised when there was literally nothing. It's, nothing. It, I'm, I was shocked. I think everyone was shocked. Yeah. Besides the people that were already sold on him being innocent. But I think that that's really what started this he's innocent thing. So it's like, now they need to construct why sense. it's important. Yeah. And I think that's where there's a huge disconnect at right now is you have law enforcement who put such a hyper fixation on the importance of that vehicle. They found nothing. And and now it might not be important at all. Like now it's meaningless. And people are like, yo, what about the car? Right, right. And yeah, Regina yes. coming in hot with a gifted membership. That is incredible. Yes, uh, Tara. Out. Tara got the membership. Welcome, Tara. Yes. Congratulations. Before the end of the month, we'll probably gift some more memberships. I know we did 50 um, not too long ago. 
and we'll probably give some more too. But we appreciate everyone who shares the Thought Riot podcast gift. And we're the first ones to say that we are all Thought Riot podcast. We are one mind. Um, ZJ, make sure Google how to check if your YouTube is a branded account. Yeah. Because I know that people are having issues and we kind of dug into this on one stream a while back and branded accounts. And the the people who cl said they have a branded account were like, I don't know how. Like, I don't, why is my account a branded account? They didn't understand why or how it got that way. Um, but I know that a lot of people have said that that's why they couldn't get memberships is they found out their account is branded. For some, I don't know, even know what that means, really. Um, but you might have to create a new account. There might be a way to take it off. I don't know. I would just Google it and see. M Mike, I have wondered that same thing because a lot of people forget, us included. We aren't really good about you know reminding people this, yes. but we are in pre-trial. The trial has not started. So is there some intention here where... They are where Ann Taylor is in, intentionally keeping holding back, you know, holding back some of that flair, holding back some of that heat, holding back some of the the fight that she's going to bring to the prosecution so that the trial can start before cranking it to 11. So, where they're way less likely to try and remove somebody. So I, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I already have been thinking that for a while now. Um, because, Did Regina gift another yes. one? Yes. Oh, coming in hot and, for a second one, Regina. And, and huge shout out. Yes. Thank you so much, Regina. And Anne Marie won that one. Welcome. Congratulations. Yes. Oh, we really appreciate the support, Regina. And, gifting people those memberships that's awesome um but i've been thinking that for a while that holding back is smart um it's it's super smart because you even though this whole thing with the delphi situation it's like yeah these lawyers are fighting really hard for their client that's awesome you don't want to end up in that kicked. kind of situation yeah. though you don't want to end up where you're getting removed from a case because you're pushing way too hard out the gate and you're making mm -hmm. everybody uncomfortable. Say there is true corruption in this case. You don't want to air that out the gate. The only thing is, though, with Delphi is that it's a different situation. It is very different. They have an innocent man because innocent until proven guilty. I, I've heard all these videos out there saying innocent until proven guilty isn't real. Not true. Our, like our justice our, our justice ruling law was focused around that idea. Obviously, we aren't convicting someone before they have their trial. Um, so they are innocent until proven guilty at their trial. And uh, in Richard Allen's case, did they have a choice when the, he was already being treated as being guilty, put into prison, shackled like he's in prison, handled like he's in prison as a prisoner and being abused potentially to the point of almost losing his life, like his body weight, the eating paper. It was, did they have a choice right. or was their only choice to come out swinging? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a great point. I mean, I, I do feel like the Delphi case is, it's, it's, there's so many differences. Way different. Um, that I, I feel that it's not exactly comparable. Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's really smart to keep all, because the defense doesn't have to provide discovery or work product. They don't have to do any of that. You know, the state has to do all of that. And then they are allowed yeah. to formulate a defense and keep, you know, a lot of it to themselves. Um, so I think it's really, really smart to keep that all close to the vest, not let anybody in on the your angle, um, you know, the cards you're going to be playing at trial. And uh, it makes a lot of sense to not come out like that. And it's I've seen so much speculation that Ann Taylor maybe, you know, working as like a double agent, basically working to get Brian convicted. I don't think so. I think she's an incredibly honest lawyer. Um, and I think that she's going to have some bombshells in this trial. I, I truly think she will. Um, but the state probably will, too. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I also don't think we will get any clear indication of the evidence, like uh, the real basis of the evidence until the trial starts. I really don't. Well, only a few days now till December 1st. Yeah. For the DNA. Yeah. For the IgG. I think we need to stop referring to it as just the DNA because I feel like I've seen a lot of people confused about that. They are bringing the DNA to trial, just not the IgG. They are bringing the STR compared to the buccal swab, not the IgG is what they're not wanting to bring. Now, we're going to get a ruling hopefully on December 1st unless the state extends it because they supposedly couldn't get it from the FBI. It might be extended. I hope it's not. I hope we get an answer because I'm really itching to know what the judge is going to rule. Yeah. And, and a lot of the families, a lot of the victims families are really frustrated about not having there be a trial date. Yeah. It, it is incredibly frustrating. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. What? Regina just said that she bought five memberships, but it's, it's, it took it off her card, but it's not showing it in the chat. Oh, what? Uh, I think there is a refund process, Regina. An, I, I think that it auto-refunds after 24 hours because I had something like that happen, too. I just don't remember the details. I would look into the fine print of YouTube and uh, and see because they, they have the automatic verification for your card charges and things like that. Um, and just keep a close eye on it and uh yeah maybe even reach out to them youtube mm. takes a while to respond a lot of times when you're going through email and don't have like a okay. direct number micro kimmy said it will auto refund i've had that happen there was a disconnect it's pending right now yeah oh man that sucks regina but if it if it doesn't like if it doesn't work out or something, which it sounds like people have had that issue and it did work out and they got their money back. If it doesn't, just let us know and I'll look. Yeah, I'll it'll look reverse it. if it doesn't go through. Yeah, that's what I that's, that's good. That's what I was thinking. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
and your bank can take it off. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, you can always contact your bank for sure. But yeah, they, they are bringing the DNA, the STR profile to trial. If I was the defense, I would ask for all of it. I think it should all be in there to show the unreliability of the decisions made by the police officers. You know? Yeah, but obviously the state is going to fight hard against that. Yeah, absolutely. I would expect them to. It's going to make them not look great. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It would make them not look great. Absolutely. Oh, it was Annie. Okay, it was Anne. Okay, it wasn't Regina. Okay, got you. Sorry, Anne. Oh. Man, that's really sucks. Yeah, that is lame. And Mikey coming through. That's awesome. We appreciate that. And uh, and if, uh, like Malia said, if something doesn't fix itself like quick we can look into it too yeah just let us know but i i appreciate you know you trying to give some memberships yeah we appreciate it no matter what it's about the thought and i hope you're feeling better too we had a couple of our viewers that had some and had surgery surgery and, yeah and uh yeah. that's always stressful painful rough can be depressing so i hope you're doing well um yeah in good spirits and healing and everything and doing better uh but yes thank you mikey so much yes we appreciate that who got it congrats and we appreciate that yeah marietta welcome definitely definitely so are there any other pieces of this case that we feel like they're doing the parallel construction of not giving us the transparent information for me the issue is the truth is the truth yeah. and that's it agreed when it comes to the truth sorry but that is black or white agreed there isn't gray area allowed there when someone's life is on the line every piece of information should be shared that has anything to do with the process and or case and investigation into the defendant and then it's all based on history and past decisions so why is there any holding back or manipulation of those details for me it just it feels so shady it feels like a problem it feels incompetent unreliable untrustworthy and everything that i i, I don't want in a justice system Absolutely. and police force. <gasps> ZJ, you got a membership. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. And and Mountain Mama got one. Yay. Oh, it came through. Yes. Amanda Joe. That is Lucia. awesome. Did you do M. it again, Ann, or did it finally did go it. through? She said she was trying it again. She did it, and it went through. Yay. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Ann. Much appreciated. And welcome to everybody. I'm glad you guys got a membership. That's awesome. ZJ, you got one. <laughs> he was just talking about, I'm never going to win one. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And awesome. And welcome, welcome, everybody. 
Welcome everybody. Yes. Yeah, you gotta star be of the chat. You gotta be hazed now because you're a part of Theta Rho Pi. Yep. That basically means you have to read every document in the Coburger case. That's your hazing. Oh no. <laughs> That's awful. That is awful. How tedious. <laughs> I think a lot of YouTube people are are love YouTube because they don't like reading. For sure. I would much rather listen to an audio. I yeah. do a lot of reading, but I would much rather listen to an audio. Yeah, I would much rather listen to audiobooks than sit and read them. Well, for one, <laughs> I have always loved reading. I was I read a ton as a child, but at one point I got really burnt out. And now it's just super convenient to have an audiobook and like be able to do other things while I'm listening. Because now I have an issue where when I was a kid, I guess I just had more of an imagination. So when I read it, I could really go into the universe. Um, yeah. But now, like, I just fall asleep. Yeah, I'm just too tired. Like, I can't sit down and read a book without just passing out. So yeah. an audiobook and being able to be up and do things, I can actually listen to the book and get through it without falling asleep. I'm a classic ADHD reader where it takes me a long time to get bought in. But once I am in my my ADHD obsession zone, you cannot tear me away from the book until it's done. Yeah, I'm that way too. Yep. There is nothing that can make me get away from it. Yeah, I would say I prefer hard copy books too, but I just can't not fall asleep now. <laughs> yeah. What do we so do do you guys think that we're gonna get the IgG information? I don't. I don't think so either. Mm -mm. Especially since uh I mean the prosecution came out and said that they have handwritten notes. Isn't it funny they have handwritten notes, but like all that work is done on computers? Right, and they don't have anything from that. What? That makes zero sense at all. Nothing. Yeah, it makes no sense. None. Zero. And look, I want Kohlberger to be the guy. I would feel so much better about this situation if we get proof he's the guy. Sage said we will get all the scientific part off room. Hmm. I bet you're right. Yeah, Bill did say it did. Well, okay. What Bill said didn't exist, I thought had to do with the three other profiles. I didn't think that had to do with the IgG regarding Koberger. I'm pretty sure. Tell me if I'm wrong or not, you guys, but I'm pretty sure because I just listened to that again recently in the court hearing where they're talking about the three other DNA profiles and Anne's bringing it up. And he's like, you know, what they're asking for is simply just doesn't exist. So there's one outstanding lab report. That's it. They're hoping there's something there and it's not. Yeah. And I, I saw somebody say you don't really need the IgG uh, with the STR profile. In my opinion, you do because it shows the uh, chain of 
focus into Koberger well, leading it's the up original to timeline. the arrest. Yeah. I think it's the original timeline of the case and the investigation. And I, I feel like that's valid. And that, to, to that's want the parallel that. construction right there yes. is, yes, in my opinion, I believe that if you arrest someone and their life is on the line, every single piece of investigative information should have to come forward so that he can see what is putting him in front of a line of guns mm -hmm. in my opinion but you know yeah i think brian koberger might be a flying squirrel a flying squirrel yeah somebody said unless he's a flying squirrel he's not the guy and i said yep i think uh, he might be a flying squirrel flying squirrels aren't real I've never seen a squirrel with wings. Where have you been living? They're all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Yeah. It, Without IgG, there's no BK. I, I could see that unless there's more to it than we know. And there's like excellent camera footage that we just don't know about. I, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. I really am. I'm, I think that Maybe Brian Koberger used the tunnel and there is a camera in the tunnel. Yeah. See, he, here's my big concern. Let's play Koberger's guilty in this one, okay? In this situation, everything about the case still applies and Koberger did it. Mm -hmm. Let's say... Koberger did it and he used the approach that I used where I would not drive anywhere near the house and I would go on foot to commit the crime. Okay. Koberger parks away from the house, walks to the house, commits this heinous crime at a different time than what they're claiming. So he had, you know, a half hour in the house or whatever of complete time in the house. And he was able to do it by himself, all that. Right. And because the police did the investigation the wrong way, they have this information out about the car. They're looking for people in this car and a white Hyundai Elantra just happened to drive by the house and it isn't Koberger's. But they know Koberger did it. Okay. And they're wrong about that uh, because they didn't do further investigation and analysis. Um, they're wrong about there not being more DNA in the house because they trampled the crime scene. And if they would have handled the crime scene correct, they really would have found Koberger's fingerprint on a door handle. They would have found multiple shoe prints of Koberger's size, and they would have found more of his DNA around the house. But if the case was not handled and managed correctly, then we could still be in the same situation and Koberger could be the guy. And now we're at a risk of having somebody that's guilty get let out. Yeah. So Mikey left an interesting comment. I, I agree with you, and that's what I'm scared of. Um, I think so. He basically thinks because of the risk of appeal in a in a DP case, like they're going to have to include. It needs to be transparent. I agree that that they need to 
I, I, yeah, they need to have that evidence in, in the trial. I, I agree with you a hundred percent. And I hope that the judge gets that. I, I really hope that he's looking at it that way and like, well, we can't have a risk of this later coming up as an issue in appeals and him maybe winning an appeal because we didn't include this piece of evidence. Yeah, I agree. I think it could be problematic. I think that it, it's important uh, to share everything in a case where a life is on the line, a capital case, a, a DP case. Uh, I think that I, I understand there are cases out there for the sake of simplicity and time, why they might leave some information out. I get that. I understand it. But when I say for the simplicity of the crime, I'm talking about like a drug dealing case, you know, like a minor felony. Well, not in Idaho. Drugs is a big deal, but um, I'm talking about something like that. Not not a murder charge. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I think it's the law should be written out more clear and transparent around what evidence has to be shown for what type of crime. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, I just think that all evidence relevant to the case should be shown in your investigation, your process. I just think that it's that clear cut. If this was a part of your investigation leading to this person it should be shown I or agree. if it or if it's exculpatory or or pointing to somebody else involved in the case mm -hmm. it should be shown yeah i agree with you i agree with you 100 percent. i just understand for for lesser serious cases why not every piece of evidence is shown i get that yeah for the sake of time yeah. for money yeah uh you know the jury's time is important the the judge's time is important. And when you have a case that doesn't have this much of severity, but it's a slam dunk case, this person obviously did it. Adding more evidence, bringing in more eyewitnesses, all these things. Like, I understand why they want to reduce that. Uh, yeah, I understand that too. So we just need to make it fair and have an outline in the law of what one's up, what applies to what case, what applies to what crime. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, maybe with certain things, but there's a reason also that judges get some discretion in that. Yeah. Uh, so we have a question right there from and Jetta from Texas. I think maybe it's problematic that judges get a certain level of discretion. In some too instances, much. yeah. Yeah, Some I do think it's too much in some cases. So if Dylan had not been an eyewitness, like didn't see anyone that night, do we think that the investigation would have gone much different. Ooh, that's a hard question to answer, in my opinion, because it is all going to come down to how that eyewitness statement, testimony, whatever, was gathered. I have questions about that because the officers that were involved in that um, conversation, interrogation, whatever, uh, have used concerning tactics in the past so without being able to see that for myself we're just going off of everything in dylan's statement is a hundred percent the fact as she knows it to be then no i don't think it would have mattered uh it mattered for the um the grand jury 
because it sounds like they leaned on the eyewitness statements, but the overall case that we have yet to start and see, I don't know if it would have mattered. So like my, the information in convicting Brian. So to my clarify. Yeah. My mind with the investigation uh and that piece of it goes to parallel construction because do I think it would have mattered with them finding Koberger? No, because I believe the IGG is what originally led them to Koberger. Now with them forming this new starting point, this new evidentiary basis linking Koberger to the crime and leaving the IgG out, which was their original connection, it does matter because according to the statement is they got a tip from a from a Washington state officer saying he saw an, a white Elantra parked in the Steptoe apartment parking lot and they looked up his ID, got his phone number, said, oh yeah, he looks like he has bushy eyebrows and like he matches the suspect description. Um, and that's where they launched off of, which directly involves Dylan's statement directly. That's why they believed this is the guy Yeah, and looked into it deeper. So, yeah, I think it would have went much differently. Um, I think that. I don't know where it would have went, though. There's no way to really know that, but. It was an important piece of evidence, I think, uh, building that second evidentiary later basis for connecting him. I think it was important. Yeah, I know. I don't understand how there was no tracks throughout the house. It's still really weird and doesn't make sense to me. Uh, does anyone think that this case will lead to exploitation of all the shady stuff going on in Idaho, regardless of what happens with this case? I think it already is, um, you know, yeah. with the Brent Kopaka stuff, with also the uh, Spirit Lake shooting um, and, you know, Stickergate. There's several things that have been going on in Idaho. Um, and also another Major thing, issues, another like, thing uh, that another thing that we're going to be talking about very soon that is horrific that will be coming out very soon. Um, yeah, I absolutely think this is going to lead to eyes being on Idaho and people being like, what is going on there? Like, cause they do have a lot of backwards laws. Like they have a lot of backward things going on there. Like the three, right ne three strikes you're out with drug charges and, and right stuff. next to one of the most open States in the country. I know. It is creating, it's a stark difference. Yeah. And I, I do believe it's creating like a, a hazardous, hazardous society when you can, Take 20 bucks, go across the state line 10 minutes, buy dope, bring it back, and double your money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a scary situation, and it's set up for people to make an endless amount of money for however many users are there. Yeah. The only thing that you would have to do is control your competition, and that's scary. That's where things get aggressive. You know, mm -hmm. so the only so here's the thing with the foot coverings is that if you stepped in a puddle, OK. With those foot coverings on, doesn't it still go through a little bit? And then if you slip on new foot coverings, yeah. could that create the latent shoe print because mm -hmm. it's just tiny bits? No, no. The shoe coverings, um, unless they get ripped, you guys, unless they're walking outside and they get ripped. But I'm pretty sure they're that one triple layer type stuff where it has like a clear 
plastic uh, that that water can't get through. And then I don't. I mean, I'll just pull them up just what? to verify. But watch, you'll see. Okay. Because I thought they were just made of that like mesh type stuff that's kind of water resistant, not waterproof. But yeah, that you can get waterproof ones, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. They're basic. Hmm. What? Just pull up the picture. Are we good? <laughs> I looked away for two minutes and it got serious what happened. Where he was just trying to pull up waterproof booties. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to pull up the details around it. But yeah. Does I, it say what they're made of? For a lawn. It just says plastic material. Why would you wear them to work on your lawn? Oh, look. They stretch it right there. I want to see. Oh. Interesting. Super toughness. Yeah, super toughness. Oh, Stressable. wait. Wait, go back to that picture where they're stretching it real quick. It says thickened CPE material. Mm -hmm. Right, the cloth type ones. Yeah, yeah. They would definitely leave something, but these are like straight up plastic, which obviously would make sense to get like straight up plastic ones. Yes. <clears throat> Easy to tear. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. But that is the show tonight, everybody. Some people really like to protect their shoes, I guess, you know, like, I guess it kind of makes sense mowing your lawn with those on, you know, like it would keep grass from getting all in your shoes or and just discoloring like them. Your lawn mowing shoes. Yeah, that too. Old pair of shoes. Yeah. But we appreciate everybody on here tonight. We're super excited to be back, back to our normal schedule. And our normal schedule is we will not be live tomorrow uh, unless we make an exception. I don't think so. But uh, we are live Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. 
And you can find our podcast on all podcast platforms, every single one of them, Spotify, YouTube, uh, or wait, Spotify, Google, um, Apple, and Amazon, and everything in between under Thought Riot, the True Crime and Criminal Culture Podcast, and the True Crime Talk Show. Bam. So come check us out. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Check out the videos. Um, and we appreciate you for it. Yes. Thank you for being here. I was really happy to be back and, you know, chat with all of you tonight. Uh, I missed it. And have a great night, guys. See you on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Central Time. And just remember to respect the mustache.